walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. The hardest part of the ring. I just drink coffee if you're not watching this. Um, prop humor, everybody. Gotta love it. Uh, the hardest part of the ring is here. Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. Boy, howdy. We got something good today. I know I say that every time, but, uh, doing something a little different on this episode, um, which is always fun. It's always fun trying new things, uh, sexually and podcasting, you know, whatever it is. We got some ring of honor for you today. Um, and like I said, we're going to do something new here. So... I actually tweeted this out a little while ago, uh, kind of probing all of you anally to uh, see if you w- thought this was a good idea, uh, idea, a good idea or not. And um, I think it will be going forward, especially after doing it. So with Ring of Honor, there are a lot of shows and I'm talking like two a month on average per year. The first year, 2002, they were doing like one a month, if that. Um, but going forward, they're become they're exploding, you know, here in 2003 and, uh, running a lot of shows, you're doing shows outside of the Murphy rec center, you know, all over the you know East coast, upper, you know, Northern East coast area, whatever you call that new England. Um, but yeah, so if I were to continue at the same pace of, uh, you know, reviewing one ring of honor event every month, month and a half, it would take me goddamn 80 years to <laughs> get to 2005, you know? So um, what I'm going to do, and as I, I'm sure you ascertained from the title of this episode, if there is a month that has more than one show, uh, what I'm going to do is just cover all the shows in that month um, in a general, more general kind of way. So here in March of 2003, we got... Expect the Unexpected and Night of Champions, both tremendous shows. Both could have easily gotten their own review, Um, but there's also a lot of tie-ins in between the shows. There's a lot of stories that kind of flow from one show to the other. So this gives us the opportunity to kind of capture that entire story that's being told in this month and to pretty much cover the major bullet points of what happened on these two shows. And I think it ended up pretty well because, I mean, Okay, look, how much how how often do I need to talk about Quiet Storm? You know what I mean? So there's not I don't need it. We're not going to touch on every single match, every single promo that happened. But we cover a lot of ground in this show. We got the CM Punk Raven 
feud kicking off here. Uh, well, at the end of my last episode, one night anniversary, we had some promos at the end of the show that kind of alluded to this beginning. But we actually have physical altercations. We got matches. We got the promos. A ton to get. We could have just done a whole episode on CM Punk and Raven. Just that. Lots to get into there. So we talk about their the couple of matches they had and all the promos they had. We get into uh, Homicide, Julius Smokes, and all of the you know the rioters from the uh, the one year anniversary show that infamous riot. Um, pretty much formulating a faction um, with Homicide and his boys, as he says. Um, also get into you know low key murdering people. We got. Title changes, major, major title changes, really. And just some fucking amazing wrestling that we get to talk about. We were able to watch from these two shows. So we got banger matches. We got some legendary moments in the history of Ring of Honor. And, you know, we got Hernandez and the Christopher Street connection. So, you know, we got a little bit of everything for you today. Um... But if you like this type of episode, if you uh, are like, boy, howdy, I sure love me some Ring of Honor. Or you're like, man, I would love to learn about Ring of Honor and their humble beginnings all the way from the beginning. Well, uh, go to apronbump.com. Go to the episodes tab and you can select Ring of Honor. And that'll bring you to all of the Ring of Honor reviews that I've done thus far. And I've kept I've covered every show from their inception, an era of honor begins and I've worked my way up to now, March of 2003. So go check that out if you have not already. Ring of Honor, man, it's it's always just man, I'm, I'm we're getting to the point here <laughs> in the spring of 2003 where they're starting to be they're starting to hit like they're starting to really find their groove and it's reminding me the feelings that I got watching it back in the day. So really good stuff. So now's the time to hop on the train. I'm telling you, go to apronbump.com. You can find all my full episodes there. You can find all my social medias, the merch, uh, rate review there, all that in the description below as well. So go check that out. Check out all my episodes. Why don't you? Yeah. 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 Silly goose. But a uh, quick shout out to my guest. Today, uh, he was a champ. He watched two Ring of Honor shows, and uh, we had a good old time talking about him. So I uh, brought on Skyler from Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show to join me on uh, today's episode. And we had, like I said, a ball <laughs> talking about because there's a lot of silly shit, uh, but also a lot of great wrestling that we, we talked about today. So go check out his podcast, the Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. He talks about you know current wrestling, retro wrestling. Uh, I mean, you can even catch the episode that he had me on. Uh, we recapped WrestleMania 28. Uh, it's really a three-match show, but those three matches are legit greatest of all time status. So uh, we had a good time on his show. So go check that out. Check out all of this stuff, um, all of his social media in the description below. And yeah, let's get right to it, man. We got a lot to talk about. Ring of Honor, March of 2003. With myself and Skylar from Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. My coffee cup says Meow Thai, by the way. I don't know if you can see that. It's like Muay Thai, but with cats. Meow Thai. So you, you kind of jumped at the chance to uh, come on here and talk about some Ring of Honor. So I'm assuming, I, I mean, are you familiar with this this era 
of Ring of Honor at all? Not the thing is, I'm not too familiar with it. I've no, I like, I've know about it. Yeah. Like ish, like I've at least I've like paid attention to like timelines and stuff along that line. And how this is like early Loki's the one of the biggest stars, along with Danielson's also a big star at this point too. It's just mm-hmm. not as. And then Joe is ascending, getting ready to ascend. Very much so, yes. Yes, he does. But uh, there's a lot of key players, Daniels as well. And uh, the Briscoes, gosh, so young. Oh, come on, man. Love the Briscoes. I mean, cause I, I've watched I watched all the shows from 2002. And I think Jay, because well, Mark was like this, this show here in March is when he turned 18. And uh, he wasn't allowed to wrestle in Philly as a 17 year old. So he only wrestled on a few shows when they went to like Boston and stuff like that. Um, but the Briscoes, I mean, they, they might've been the MVPs of the first year of ring of honor. I mean, everything they did was gold, even the matches against each other, which I don't know if you've seen those, if you have I've not seen those, Oh, honor invades Boston, 2002, probably my match of the year for their first year for 17 and 18 year olds, dude, that is insane. It's, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it um, a little later in the episode, but uh, they'll be teaming together for the first time this month. And uh, it's it's incredible how just like right off the bat, they're just like best tag team in the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) with how young they are. 19 and 18. The gear, though, not the greatest. Yeah, not even close to what we'd see later on. I would venture to say maybe even the worst. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Not the worst on these two shows. Oh, you know what? We got one that we'll get into probably (laughs) quickly here. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Yeah, 2003 indie wrestling uh, attire, gear, whatever you want to call it, is gimmicks. Even oh, there's man. We got a lot of ground to cover, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, But just overall, before we kind of get into the, uh, before we scope in on on what happened during these shows. Uh, expect the unexpected and night of champions. What were your overall thoughts on uh, what you what you were able to watch? So I uh, watching the uh, expect the unexpected. I thought it was decent, but the, especially the last what, three matches that really what kicked it into gear and like it was mm-hmm. okay up until like that point. And then those final three matches, I think Punk, um, I forget which all the. Uh, exact card but there was punk the punk match the tag match at the end my god oh yeah dude yeah that's probably among the matches you could you can make an argument that was the best one although i, I would say the night of champions tag title match is probably my favorite oh yeah i i, um, I have to agree but we're kind of talking about it i think um this is the first time i'm kind of doing it this way i think what i'll do first is just kind of run down the cards for both nights okay. Just like really quickly, and then we'll kind of d- dive into it. Um, if you want to interrupt me with anything, feel free. Um, so night one in March, we have Expect the Unexpected kicking it off with Matt Stryker, not that one, versus Chad Collier. We got Slim J of Special K versus Amazing Red in a low-key banger of a match. Yes. Um, and we got the ROH... Tag team title number one contendership is on the line in a scramble match. So we got the Backseat Boys versus Carnage Crew versus the SAT versus AJ Styles. And it's just AJ Styles because it was supposed to be Paul London, uh, but he was unable to uh, be here due to a uh, sinus surgery. It was like sinus emergency sinus surgery. Yeah, I mean, I believe him. It just seems like a 
random ass thing but it makes sense they said like he couldn't breathe well, and then amazing then his own partner amazing red who was supposed to team with them got uh beat up these right hoes ain't this. loyal man aj can't trust anybody nope um but then after that we got a six-man tag we got the hit squad and low-key versus special k uh the team of angel dust deranged and dixie after that, we got Ghost Shadow and Quiet Storm versus the Ring Crew Express, a.k.a. Dunn and Marcos. Then we have a Ravens rules match. We got Ravens debut in Ring of Honor versus CM Punk. Really just diving it headfirst. Man, they, mm-hmm. they didn't waste any time getting into this. No, it's like up, up, straight up. We're going, we're going, we're throwing all the gimmicks in here right now. Yeah, I, I would have expected like a tag match first, but nope. 20 minute bloody brawl to open up the feud. <laughs> Um, All right. Hey, you got to dive in head first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Then after that, we have the number one contendership for the ROH championship is up for grabs. Uh, It's a four way. So we got easy money versus Samoa Joe versus BJ Whitmer versus homicide. And then the main event, the ring of honor tag team titles are on the line. We got the prophecy, the team of Christopher Daniels and Xavier, they're defending the titles against the team of AJ Styles and Amazing Red, which, you know, spoiling the number one contender match from earlier, but that's fine. Um, and then not uh, important, not important. Nah, it's, it's who cares? Um, what do you think? You know, uh, uh, you think AJ Styles is going to lose? It's- <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so this first night, did you have a particular match of the night? I think it may have been. I think it was the four way. The number one contenders one. Yeah, I think it was the four way. Yeah, that was really good. Homicide, Samoa Joe have a really great dynamic against each other and an easy money and BJ Whitmer. Homicide hit a cop killer on a, a woman. <laughs> was that this match? I guess it was, right? I don't. I, was it this match or after? Because after this match was a giant brawl. Yes. This this wasn't the machete, though, I don't think. I think that was the no, second the night. No, the machete's the next night. <laughs> what a tease. Because I, 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 I had that in my notes. I'm like, some dude just pulled out a machete out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure the machete and the domestic abuse with a cop killer, I think that was in the same show. That feels like it's the same Philly show to me. <laughs> but um, let's just say this. Expect the un- Unexpected is in Boston. And uh, the next or I guess it's like a week or two after in Philly, back in the Murphy Rec Center, we got Night of Champions. So opening up with a four-corner survival match, we got Alex Arion versus Dixie versus Matt Stryker versus BJ Whitmer. Matt Stryker with a Y. Yes, again. Can't, can't forget. Uh, a Y and a unibrow, more most importantly. Uh, commentary. Yeah, because they, really <laughs> they, gave, they gave him so much shit for that. Poor guy. Yeah, I was like, dude, can't get a break. He's actually pretty good in the ring. He is. I mean, to be fair, though, he could just just shave it off. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's it's 2003. You have a pair of tweezers, at least. (laughs) I thought you were about to say, you the browse were in 2003. Uh, That didn't happen until about 2014, Anthony Davis. Oh, I see. (laughs) 2012, whatever I think it was. I don't know if that really caught on, but... um, after that, we have a six-man tag team scramble match. We got Quiet Storm and the SAT versus Special K, the team of Angel Dust, Deranged, and Izzy. These all sound like made-up names, as I'm <laughs> saying. Them. Yes. 
Some of these gimmick names, my lord. There's something. They do drugs. Skylar, it's they pretty do much drugs. yeah, Angel Dust. Well, if that's one, that's one of the gimmicks. Is Angel Dust. So yeah, that's really deep. It has a lot of layers to it. Very um, deep. And they didn't make it. They they and the, I gotta say this. They made it known throughout the broadcast. Oh, they're drugs. They're into drugs. Oh no, I thought it was pretty subtle. No, no, it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, you very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> Read, read between the lines. Um, but after that, we got the Backseat Boys versus the Ring Crew Express. Then we got the FWA British Heavyweight Championship on the line. Uh, that and the number one contendership both on the line. Match between the champion Christopher Daniels versus Doug Williams. I'm going to spoil something right now. Please this do. This may be my favorite match of the two shows. This... I. I'm actually yeah. it is my favorite match of the two shows. It very much stood out amongst the other matches. It wasn't it was, it felt, you know, for lack of a better term, it was not a very indie match. It was it, it seemed like the most ring of honor match of like if you want to get down to pure wrestling and all that, this is like the match. Yeah. It was yeah, amazing match for sure. Um then we got a six man tag to hit squad and homicide versus uh steve carino's group it's uh, his unnamed group it's called the group for some reason yeah i'm on cage i'm on cage <laughs> match and it says the group i'm like this this is what you came up with the group mm-hmm. that's, that's it. what i used to yeah i'm just gonna call it carino's group because the group is fucking stupid um oh, oh there's there's a st- i don't understand one of these members in this group either you're about to are you about to besmirch the name of jack victory what the hell was he doing in this match? <laughs> nothing. Nothing is the answer. <laughs> I was like, this what? This is the most pointless entry into this match. You could have put anybody else in there. Anybody. But Jack Victory did nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was more like Jack Loss. Huh? Jack Liss. I don't know. That's Jack like Loss. A, a opposite, of, opposite of Victory. Uh, Jack. Uh, oh, Jack L. Yeah, see? It's very deep. Very deep. Very deep. Um, we got the team of the Christopher Street Connection, Mace and Hot Stuff Hernandez versus the Carnage Crew. That was one of the more interesting pairings pairings of the the uh, the show. Yeah, that's the one that I did not expect. I uh, was not expecting Hernandez and a pink boa personally, but yeah, uh, I have a lot to say about him later. Well, yeah, you don't want to me- you don't want to meet him in a dark alley or a light alley. <laughs> he's gonna find his own alley to fill so we got the ring of honor tag team titles also on the line uh the team uh who won the tag team titles at the first okay aj styles and amazing red uh accompanied by mickey james <laughs> weirdly what a, what a cast alexis Lurie. Lurie. it's that's that's the name it is you gotta get the name right i really do i'm a goddamn professional <laughs> uh versus the briscoes are you as professional as Brian Myers? I'm not the what the what, oh, fuck was his nickname? The most professional. The most wrestler. professional. I was about to say the best professional, but that's like, that doesn't sound right. Fucking Kurt Hawkins. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Low Key versus. Speaking of professional, here's probably not one of the most professionals. We got Low Key versus Jody Fleisch. Oh yes, I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard the. The thing on the Briscoe, not that that ma- their match with the Briscoes at WrestleCon, him and uh, 
I don't know who his partner was, but I heard about it, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> is this recently? Yeah, it happened WrestleMania weekend. It's crazy if they're all still wrestling. <laughs> like, how many people on this on these cards are still this wrestling? Nineteen. This this is nineteen years ago, folks. Whew, God, two thousand two doesn't feel, or two thousand three doesn't feel like nineteen years ago. I, I was seven years old when this show happened. Then we got a tag team match: Ace Steel and CM Punk versus Colt Cabana and Raven. And uh, the headlining the show, closing us out, we got the Ring of Honor Championship on the line. We got Xavier, the champion, defending against Samoa Joe. Who? Doggy. Joe, Joe, Joe. How convenient is it that we are doing this now, knowing that Joe just won the Ring of Honor television title the Dude. night before? I'll tell you this. So we're recording this the, the, the very night after uh, Joe beat Minoru Suzuki for the Ring of Honor TV title. I finished the show like right before. Like I, I finished this, turned it off, turned on AW. And it's like the transition. It's like, oh, there's CM Punk again. Here's uh, like a couple other guys. And then you got Smo Joe closing out the show again and winning the title again. It's like, again, 19 years later. Time is a flat circle. It really is. So is the earth. But that's a different mm-hmm. story. Um, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> um, AJ Styles, but yeah, a really good, um, collection of shows. I kind of, so the, the first show kind of, um, and this is me, I've been watching a lot of old school ring of honor. So I'm kind of used to, you know, seeing They're these pacing. guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, the first show was fine. It didn't really, um, grip me maybe other than, like you said, the last couple matches, particularly probably punk and, uh, Raven stood out at least like stood out to me. Well, it was the wildest. It was a super wild, bloody brawl, which we didn't see really any on any of that on any of that. Not any of that, but on that show specifically, we didn't see anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would go on to have uh, several of those uh, mm-hmm. from what I understand. But uh, and these two shows, like some threads that kind of weave throughout both of them. So we have the prophecy versus Carino's group. We got uh, the tag team division is red hot, especially with the Briscoes now being a team. And then you got like the backseat boys are now full time and all the title changes and all that. AJ and red like the tag division probably was the MVP of, of both these shows. Um, actually, you know, what? let's start off with uh, with with probably the most prominent feud of uh, 2003 for Ring of Honor. So CM Punk versus Raven, man, seeing Raven in a ring of honor ring. It feels strange. It's out of place. It's so yeah. out of place. It's, Cause, uh, cause it, it almost seems like they're trying to be ECW in a way. Right. Yeah. Raven is like, he, like I've said this before. He's like, he's a good talker. Raven is. I don't think he's a good promo though. If that makes sense. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. And a lot of I, what I noticed with Raven during his promos, for both of these shows, he always go for the lowbrow humor on punk. Oh, he would. That's where we. He would always end up going because he made some Michael Jackson joke. Both shows, uh, by the way, I think it was hard to hear sometimes what yes. he was saying because it's 2003 indie wrestling. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he made the same Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, hey, punk, you love being at his ranch or whatever he said. I can't even remember what he said on that, but like. For on the punk end of things, I thought it re- it reminded me a lot, like because he he has this thing was like it's he's better than you because he's straight edge blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of what he ended up doing uh, toned down 
mind you, in 2009 and 10 with with his initial feud with Jeff Hardy and then mm-hmm. Straight Edge Society as well. No, I mean, it's almost... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, beat for beat. I mean, it's very similar dynamic because you know, Jeff Hardy and Raven were pretty much in the same kind of points in their lives uh, an introspective feud with Punk. And like you said, he's using the straight edge thing, which, by the way, up till now, Punk's just been like a, a good guy. You know, he's like he's kind of neutering of honor and people love him. And he just a heel turn just really abruptly. But I can't say it's a bad move because Punk out here is cutting the best promos I've seen in Ring of Honor thus far. For and sure. it's, it was just a hint of what you get in the future with him. Oh, yeah. And he no, was just, he was bashing the crowd left and right. Cheer me, <laughs> boo me, blah, 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 blah. He's just going off. He he decided to choose violence that day. Yeah, I mean, he's going, I mean, again, it's like you can you can hear like most of what Punk is saying, but not quite all of it. But he's basically is like, I'm better than you and your poison society. Uh, your, your lives are all filled with conformity, and I, but I do what I want. And it's like, it's like kind of like, because everyone there is probably drinking and they're like, hey, this you're, you're kind of bright, but fuck you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and I also thought like I, the feud, I like how it's built off of Punk being afraid of the DDT. Yeah. The Raven effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like kind of the running thread, like Raven's trying to hit him with the Raven effect, but Punk every time gets out of the way and it's really building it up to be like a a devastating move so you know when he hits it like it's gonna mean something mm-hmm. um always a fan of the ddt uh being a legit finisher myself yeah jake the snake was the one yep he's the yep. one that and then when undertaker kicked out of it he it was a big deal or you know i don't even think he ever really kicked out of it he just kind of sat up <laughs> right yeah <laughs> he doesn't count he's a zombie after mm-hmm. all um <laughs> we're saying this but last night on AEW, Ricky Starks hits Ricky Starks hits like a flipping DDT and it gets a two count. It's like where we have gone. Uh, but that's a whole other episode in mm. itself. But I can't say that this <laughs> these shows didn't have their share of crazy false finishes. So spot fest as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Punk. I mean, if we're talking about like who had the better promos, I mean, I, I would say Punk by a country oh. mile. Oh yeah, Punk. It, it was not even on the same planet. It, no. was, it was, it was just Raven was getting murdered and he just had to go for the lowbrow humor. Cause he was like, I don't have an answer for this. He is just killing me right now. No, Raven's literally out there doing stand up comedy <laughs> or trying Pretty to. Much. He's uh, even one point he's, he like says a joke. He's like, ah, I like that one. He's like so lighthearted and then punks on the opposite side of the ring. And the thing is Raven's so smart. Yeah. Like he's like he's like some got some if I remember right Raven's got this ridiculous IQ. Yeah, and Raven, I mean, because in my other timeline that I cover, two thousand two WWE, he just recently left, and we're like in the end of the summer of two thousand two, so he's kind of relatively fresh off of that. I guess it's like almost a year, but um, I almost wonder if he feels like he's downgrading by being in Ring of Honor, and, and you know, Ring of Honor. I mean, they've been around for a year but they aren't like the big company that they would end up being so i'm wondering if raven is like i i'm better than this he's just kind of in there to do his time and then he's gonna find another company to go to another well there's not really any other major company at that point it's just wwe's the only ball game in town at that that time tna was just in their infancy as well Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, he would eventually go to TNA. And, uh, you know, funny enough, I also cover TNA and he's, he's there in 2006 where I am at. So, um, Raven finds his place, becomes NWA champion eventually. So, but here he's again, it's, it ends up being a legendary feud, but it's, it's a weird beginning, especially with Raven's promos, which, uh, ends in a dog collar match if I'm right. Correct. Right. Yes. Death then, before dishonor, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's when punk initially uses Miseria Miseria. I can't even pronounce it right. Cantare. I never knew how it was pronounced personally. So you could just (laughs) say anything. I believe you. Yeah. The AFI song. Yeah. yeah. The AFI song that he used at, uh, ended up using at AEW revolution this, uh, past, uh, March when Mm -hmm. he, uh, faced MJF in the dog collar match. It was a callback to that. Miseria Cantare, I think was what it was called. Speaking of callbacks, let's talk about MJF, the I'm better than you and you know it. You you brought it up. That's what punk was doing here. The same shtick. Yeah, he stole. I didn't. I am so stupid. I never even thought about that. Right. I didn't. I didn't either until I was watching this. I was like, wow, he's saying it with like the same tone and everything. <laughs> different reasoning Boy. behind it. I mean, very different because, you know, MJF is the stuck Just up the, rich kid. And then punk's like the just straight edge punk, you know, part of the trying punk, to push but. his envelope onto everybody else. Right. Right. Um, but dicks are dicks, I suppose. In all uh, shapes and sizes, different colors, some multiple colors. But um, <laughs> speaking of dicks, what do you think Ravens looks like at this point? Probably pretty battered, right? Yeah, it's probably beat up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, all those strippers and cocaine from Sandman and everybody. Yeah, the barbed wire bats to the gooch, uh, you know, falling on ropes, crotching himself on flaming tables, you know. Just his few bits. Tommy Dreamer's probably done it. Oh, that that was a vasectomy in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, like Michael Scott, he's got multiple vasectomies. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, nobody was vasectomied here, or maybe they were. Um, so we got a Ravens rules match. So we, you know, the promos are kind of building up to this. Uh, I mean, the gen- it's an easy story to tell. You have the straight edge versus the guy that does a lot of drugs and alcohol. Easy. But for some reason, Raven's the baby face here. Um, but it's just that's like he's like you said, like Punk's trying to push it on everybody. And he, he thinks he's a better than everybody. So it's a solid, solid story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ravens rules match. Well, so there's kind of a caveat to it. So I believe it's, uh, it's the first 10 minutes is a traditional pure rules. Yeah. Pure rules. That's right. Um, but if if it goes 10 minutes, then it becomes Raven's rules match. And of course, it lasts over 10 minutes um, in the beginning. Punk, I mean, he's like the pure, more pure wrestler, I guess. Um, so he has the advantage early. But Raven kind of surprises him with his wrestling ability, um, which is what allows him to kind of last long in this match. Then the 10 minute uh, hits and then the plunder gets brought out. So Punk grabs a chair. He swings it at Raven. But it hits it does the hits the ropes, pops back oh, in his face. That bit. that that spot never gets old. It's always hilarious. I think it just happened recently, didn't it? I th- I think somebody like fucked it up recently. I can't remember somebody, who it was. Somebody did it on television recently, I think. Was I cannot it, uh, remember who. It sounds like an AEW thing. It me. was definitely an AEW thing, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um it'll come to us. We'll just mm-hmm. randomly spurt it out. But um I should mention Trinity is with Raven and for anybody wondering 
Wise Trinity with Raven. What's their story? Well, backstage, Raven saw Trinity and he was like, hey, you should come out to the ring with me. And Trinity was like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) Some of this. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes wrestling doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's like, hey, it's like you want to be tag partners. Cool. Cool. (laughs) That's the WWE way of putting people together. Yeah, well, it's a little bit more effort than WWE gives, but uh, yeah, I digress. Yeah, it's like, all right, guys, uh, you're going to be tag team this week. Moving okay. Forward, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> um, got, got nothing else going on. Yep. Poor Ricochet. But we got uh, Trinity. <laughs> By the way, Raven's like, not only is it's not just coming to the ring. He's like, well, come to the ring and we'll have fun later. And Trinity's there in her cowboy hat. Like, okay. And chaps. Doesn't she have chaps on too? Probably. That, that would be par for the course. <laughs> um, but I mentioned Trinity because she is very much a part of this because uh, Raven and Punk, they're fighting on the outside. And Punk just goes after Trinity. Raven rushes to try to save her. Um, but this is all Punk luring Raven in. And this allows Punk to hit Raven with a chair. So Raven's all busted open, immediately bloody. And uh, they get back in the ring. It's back and forth for a little bit. Uh, But they eventually make their way back out to the ring or outside of the ring. Trinity tries to help Raven again. But Punk just forearms the hell out of her. This is one of many uh, male and female violence occurrences on these shows. Yeah, there's, there's probably about, what, three or four at least? At least, at least. But again, par for the course for Ring of Honor at this point. Um. So <laughs> Punk just takes Trinity and just throws her into the barricade, these cheap ass barricades. I'm convinced they're just here to explode. Like they provide no protection to the crowd. There's one specific one I saw, at least was it Night of Champions, we'll talk about later on. But yeah. My goodness, the one one of the guardrails just absolutely exploded. It's it's gotta be a running gag at this point, because it happens every show. Like all the barricades just get destroyed. It's like, at what point do you just not have barricades? Um, or maybe invest in like better real ones. ones. Yeah. <laughs> maybe and not just, not just like fences. Yeah. Maybe secure them to the ground. Well, I don't know. What do I know about things? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, Trinity, she eventually gets back up <laughs> amazingly recovers from this and hits a moonsault to the outside. There was no selling. She didn't still not sell that guardrail spot for like two seconds. He's like, Oh, great. All right. Moonsault time. <laughs> look raven probably supplied her with the best drugs because i'm convinced that's the only reason she's with them so she probably is on something that you know makes you not feel pain mm-hmm. but uh and then punk, cocaine okay i was gonna be subtle with it but yeah she so trinity's on coke um <laughs> just put that out into the universe um and randomly like punk like punk and raven are fighting raven gets knocked down for a bit and then out of nowhere punk just puts Trinity on a table and goes to the top rope and leg drops her through it. <laughs> it's like such a crazy spot just for no reason. Yeah, I know it was like, it was just like Trent, like all of a sudden it's like, you see punk just put her on the table. And it's like, Oh, okay, well, all right. We're getting, we're getting male and female violence. More of it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Although I guess Trinity has been a prominent part of this match. So I guess it makes sense to take her out of the equation. Um, but in the ring, punk hits a shining wizard and then a Raven effect onto Raven uh, for a two count. And then he debuts the devil lock is that what it was called it's like almost like a like he figure fours the legs and it's like a like a clover leaf almost it's like if you try to put a sharpshooter on but you like 
fuck up and they like their legs slide down, but you like still hold it and to make it look like a move. <laughs> it, it's like the rocks version of the sharpshooter. Yes, there we go. Or like Sting's sharpshooter now. Um, but, uh, or Natty's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Raven gets to the ropes. Raven uh, fights back, goes for the Raven effect. I called it like the serenity lock. It looked like the serenity lock almost. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, Raven goes for the Raven effect because, like we mentioned, that's like the his ultimate goal. Uh, but Punk low blows out of it and then locks back in the devil lock. And Raven taps out amazingly. Um, <laughs> and it was like I, after a super quick ref bump, too. It was. Why was there a ref bump in a no disqualification match, first of all? I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what? That, was that's a TNA? good question. <laughs> This is a really good question because I'm like, there was a ref bump and then all of a sudden low blow and then the devil's lock again. It was over. It's goddamn Jeff Jarrett producing this match. What was it? What's happening? Jeff Jarrett's working for ring of honor. He he might as well be. I mean, he's everywhere else. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, punk wins and he goes to shake Raven's hand, but like, tongue in cheek and he's like yelling at the audience like y'all lo- y'all love this bullshit don't you which is like it's, <laughs> it's just punk is so vulgar here and i love it dude he's so good like we were talking about the briscoes and how good they were from the beginning punk on the mic and just as a talker in general was so good even this early in his career yeah that's why i was noticed i, I kind of was like noticed i'm like geez, this was 19 years ago and he was already this good yeah like it's yeah. like how did he not get noticed earlier dude and they bring in the wwe just a, a regular baby face for the longest time and then 2011 happened yeah the, the jeff hardy feud like you mentioned and that's when it all uh exploded well, 2009 yeah 2009 and then well he did actually have a little lull in 2010 uh until about because mm. he had because i think he was on a there was a tlc pay-per-view i think in 2010 or 20 yeah 2010 and he wasn't even he was in a dark match against our truth. Yeah, was this like around the time he was <laughs> Nexus Nexus 2.0 re- getting ready to start and yeah, Nexus 2.0. Yeah. Um but yeah, the re- <laughs> so Punk wins, goes for a handshake. Um they shake, but Punk kicks Raven in the gut. What a rookie this Raven is. Mm-hmm. Uh Raven fights fights out of it, goes for the Raven effect again. But uh, Punk, again, escapes. I think the ref actually pulls Raven off of him. And then the ref gets the Raven effect. And uh, yeah, so that's their first singles match. That was a pretty significant one just to open up their feud here. It's like, well, they're going, yeah, we're throwing all the, what was it? The gimmicks, like I said earlier, into the into the fray. This was, well, I think it's almost kind of to disguise Raven's deficiencies in ring in a way, I guess. Yeah. Cause it's probably he's probably just coming back at this point. Probably he was just kind of back up settling back in, so he needed this plunder and everything to involve to kind of get himself back in the mode and all that. I don't, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know his history since like from the time he got released from WWE to this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have no idea what he did in between. He, he does look in pretty good shape though, to be yeah. fair. So it's not like he's just you know off the couch, you know, kind of thing. But uh, I mean, maybe it is though. ring shape is a different thing than physical shape. But mm-hmm. like you said, just a, like a, a uh, what's what's the phrase when you're not like everybody else? So you stick out. He's, he's sticking out like a sore thumb. 
is yeah. what he is. Raven is. Um, but ultimately, I mean, it would do wonders for punk and it would mm-hmm. be a beautiful thing. So, um, so that was expect the unexpected. So now we got the second show of March uh, kind of progressing this feud. It is a tag team match. So we got a steel and CM Punk versus Colt Cabana and Raven. Uh, it's Colt Cabana. So Punk and Cabana had had a series of matches. Uh, I guess they were all in 2002, maybe a little bit in 2003, but that's kind of how both of them were introduced to the ring of Otter audience. And there were great matches, every one of them. Uh, but Punk was the baby facing Cabana was the heel. Uh, they were like good friends, but they were like fighting to see who would get a contract, kind of things like that. Um, you have Ace Steel, who, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe trained both Punk and Cabana. Yes, that's what that's what they uh, kind of kept saying on the broadcast was right. that Steel trained both Cabana and Punk. One thing I thought was weird, I've never seen, hardly ever seen Cabana as a serious wrestler. Right. Yeah. Yes, he would become Boom Boom, Colt Cabana, and then I think most of his tenure, he's like a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a, a weird a, iteration of it him. It was yeah. a nice change of pace, though. I, I liked watching Colt as a just a serious wrestler. He still has a little bit of fun, but not like near as much as he you would see later on. Yeah, because he is a very good wrestler, and that kind of sometimes gets overshadowed by how goofy he is. But um, it's cool. Yeah, like you said, it's cool to see him kind of get a chance to showcase that here. Um, then obviously Raven here. So the whole story here is that punk is basically suggesting that Colt is turning his back on his trainer, a steel, uh, by aligning himself with Raven and, you know, punks being loyal to a steel is that whole thing. Um, but Raven also wants revenge on punk for beating him at the last show. Um, but you know, Raven kind of, or punk kind of knows that, uh, there are a lot of shenanigans at foot here. So like when the match starts, it's a tag team match. So punk, there's like a funny moment in the beginning where punk keeps tagging out every time Raven gets tagged in, like it's really rapid fire. It's like, Oh God. Um, but, uh, so at one point punk hits the ropes, Raven, I believe this, this is Raven's rules again, right? This yes, match? it is. It turns yeah. into Raven's rules once again. I don't know if it was that or if they just said, fuck it. Um, but yes, yeah, so Raven hits punk with a chair shot as he hits the ropes, which allows Colt to hit the Colt 45, which is like a butterfly backbreaker of sorts. It's really good looking though. I gotta yeah. Say that. Brutal. Uh, a steel makes the save though. So punk doesn't get pinned some really fun, like double team moves between mm-hmm. punk and steel. Obviously they have the, they have the, the chemistry, uh, a trainer and trainee. <laughs> they tried the, so like the Kings of wrestling, uh, Claudio and uh, Chris, Chris Hero. Hero. Yeah, they had this move where uh, Claudio, he would do the the giant swing and then Chris Hero would you know, do the, the kick from the second rope. And it looked awful. Yeah, <laughs> it looked well, like shit. The king, when the Kings of Wrestling did, it looked beautiful. But when Punk and Ace Steel did it, it was not very good. <laughs> no. I, I, I noticed I'm watching this match. I noticed Steel was like below the level of Punk and Cabana already. Yeah, I mean, he was like, he was fine, I guess, but there's no nothing particularly exciting about him. Because, like, I noticed, like, the ones that stuck out, I don't, I would say Cabana stuck out super a ton, but I'm like, Punk, I'm like, watching him in comparison to his trainer, I'm like, my goodness, he's already better than his trainer by, yeah. like, miles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully the giant swing is no longer a part of Punk's 
repertoire going forward. Because that thing but was slow as hell. He couldn't get him up. Was it Raven that he was doing it to, or is it Colt? Do you remember? I don't remember which one, but wait a minute, the, let me he, see. He I think he I couldn't have... do it to either one of them. Well, we got an old man dive here too. <laughs> uh, an old man dive? Who? Who? What, what happened there? It was Raven. Oh, of course, over that. the top like, rope. <laughs> which old man? Um, oh yeah, no, it was that was a, a good dive. Raven did well. I wouldn't say good. He got it himself was, over the ropes. It was barely, barely. It was very much uh, no style points, but he mm-hmm. got over the ropes. Um, I did love Raven's hot tag with the trash can, though. That was probably yes. my favorite part. <laughs> He's that, that was the favorite part of my match by far. <laughs> this match by far. Just gets in there. Just everybody's getting a, tr- a trash can to the head. Um, Colt hits a beautiful moonsault to the outside, but uh, quote unquote fucks up his leg. And at the time I was watching this, I was like, is he really hurt? Or it seemed very Legit. dramatic. Well, it seemed dramatic. Cause like, I know he was screaming bloody murder. He's like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, like, it's, that was, a, that was, I don't know if that was a good imitation of Colt, but he was, Wait, I'm like, I'm, how did I'm it sound? Ah, ah. Okay. <laughs> He's like screaming. Like I noticed, I'm like, am I, is that Colt screaming? He's, he just, it didn't seem to stop. <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> it went on for like 10 15 seconds but uh i i if i'm reading the story right i believe we find out why he's doing that um mm-hmm. so this leaves like a two-on-one situation situation so ace steel and punk are uh teaming up on raven punk misses an elbow uh, again a table gets brought into play he goes to hit an elbow through raven through the table but punk misses and goes crashing through the table and this allows Raven to hit the Raven effect onto a steel for the win. And uh, Raven wants a handshake from Punk again. Uh, Punk says, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I quote. And uh, <laughs> Raven goes for uh, the Raven effect again. He's very persistent on this. Like he really wants it. Punk escapes again. But then Raven gives like two or three more <laughs> DDTs to a steel. Um, but eventually. Poor guy. Dude, just here. He didn't even get a promo he's just out here looking like mickey rourke uh but <laughs> punk eventually like as raven and Coulter in the ring kind of recovering he's they he, punk sneaks up on them and punk eventually convinces colt to gang up on raven so now colt is aligned with punk all of a sudden i guess that's why he was he pretending to be injured so that that's what he, i was saying at the end too yeah yeah to create a two-on-one situation so i guess that makes sense well it's a three-on-one but well ace steel's yeah, dead yeah. Well, Ace Steel's R.I.P. Hopefully. Um, then they, yeah, they drop to a hold to the chair. Punk hits on Raven and pull, Punk and Colt just carry Ace Steel to the back. So uh, Raven still looking for that revenge. And Punk's back was torn up from that table spot. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was like a hard, that hardcore Holly um, in ECW when he like cut his back open. It was very similar to that. Yeah, like he it was a weird angle where he hit jumped off because he jumped from like corner to corner on the elbow drop yeah i noticed like he went from opposite it was, it was a weird angle as the commentary was pointing it out too and then raven moved and that effed up punk bad typically yeah. you don't see that with table spots but that spot in particular like punk's back was just mangled from that for some reason yeah and this isn't a wwe table that just pff, splits in half it's it's sh- shards of wood just and metal just into his back um, but yeah, anything else on, on the punk and Raven, uh, kind of feud here? 
I th- I like the the first match I liked a lot more than this tag match. By I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I felt I had a lot more fun with it. It was just kind of like Raven's rules didn't kick in until like what the halfway point of the it didn't really kick in till the halfway point of uh this match, the tag match. Like it, I felt and I felt it was kind of like oh my it was a little I, I I'm trying to find the word for it, but like it was lacking underwhelming like they, they, yeah it was underwhelming in that aspect i'm like uh, raven's rules never really kicked in all that much it's almost like they should have been switched like the tag match should have been first and then the singles match should have been second yeah they should have flip-flopped these have raven get a win on what they expect the unexpected in the tag match and then come to this or whatever yeah. there was I, an I intensity think- there's an, an intensity in their singles match that was missing in the tag match i think yeah, 100%. That, that, that perfect, perfectly said. It's probably you know, Raven out here, like we said, doing his stand-up routine. Like, it's like, he hasn't, how am I going to get invested that you want to kill this guy when you're just out here? Which I guess that kind of fuels Punk and his his anger. So it, it all, you know, works out. It all worked end, itself but, out. Yeah. Um, But good stuff there. Good stuff coming up for them as well in the future. Um, But while we're talking about you know, punk Raven, these like kind of defined characters, these guys that are uh, cutting promos and have a lot going on storyline wise. Uh, someone else that does is Christopher Daniels and the prophecy who, man, what a, what a bad series of shows for the prophecy. <laughs> that's an, that's an understatement. They got who they, had a bad and it's not bad they had a horrible two weeks it couldn't be worse it couldn't have gotten worse like you think <laughs> bum ass corbin was bad this is losing <laughs> losing three titles in a matter of two weeks is pretty god awful three three titles right you, yeah, you say three? yeah 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 i said three um by the way are you familiar with the prophecy at all that as, as a faction not too much you could probably ascertain a lot from uh what you watched, but Donovan Morgan is also a part of this. Yeah, I heard uh, that. You a big Donovan Morgan fan? I've never heard of the guy. In what's my your life. favorite? What's your favorite Donovan Morgan match? <laughs> is that guy named the Blueprint? <laughs> Every time I bring up Donovan Morgan, everyone thinks it's Matt Morgan. I thought it was Matt Morgan too when I first saw like the first show he was on. I looked at the card. I was like, oh, Matt Morgan's here. Nope, it's just um, how do I describe Donovan Morgan? He's um. He's like creator wrestler number two. <laughs> like he's very generic. What, was it similar to like Shawn Michaels cousin in TNA? Michael Shane. Michael Shane. Oh, he's he's he appears on this show, too. Oh, did, my. did you did, you might have missed it? I, I didn't even realize it. Yeah, no, they, they tried to make it a big deal, but it was not. But we'll, we'll get into that um, a little bit later. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Donovan Morgan, Michael Shane, one and the same. Um, but the prophecy, so it's, it's Daniels, Donovan Morgan, um, simply luscious. And, uh, is that it? Oh, Xavier. No, Al- of course. That wasn't Alice in danger. Was it Alice in danger? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Alice, Alice in danger. danger. Thank you. You're right. Um, it used to be simply luscious, but then she flopped to Carino's or the group. Um, so uh, just a lot of drama amongst the women in ring of honor, all two of them or three of them, I guess for Trinity. Um, actually four. Oh, yeah. Alexis Lurie, right? Yeah. Like, Hardcore just... country. <laughs> we are so far away from that. 
But um, like we said, you know, kind of just delayed the scene. Prophecy had the, they they came into March of two thousand three with all the titles, literally all the titles. They came out of March of two thousand three with zero titles. <laughs> so well, it's two weeks, <laughs> and and two weeks, and uh, so first the first casualty is the tag team titles, and this was all set up by a, a number one contendership scramble match. This is the one with AJ Styles didn't have a partner. Uh, so it's AJ versus the Backseat Boys versus Carnage Crew versus the SAT. Was Backseat Boys based off of Backstreet Boys? I'm assuming. Or maybe it's just like you're in the backseat, so you're cool. I guess. I don't know. Were you a Backseat Boy yourself? Oh, I always was in the backseat. You strike this somebody that was in the front of the bus. Uh... You, you When you had a substitute bus driver, you told them I never to rode go. the bus. Oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, man, nope, no player. seat boy. He's the no seat boy. No seat. Um, <laughs> so we got, and the Carnage crew, DeVito and Loke, who are kind of just brawlers. Um, and then SAT, who are uh, like two super crazies, basically. Um, do I do love the SAT, though. I've kind of I've ragged on him a lot in the past, but I've, I've got a huge respect uh, for Joel and Jose Maximo. Uh, they're probably one of the most innovative tag teams I've seen thus far. There was a lot of fun in these uh these tag matches for sure. Like, and well, it was it was just crazy that uh, was it the first was AJ being by himself, and then all these other teams in there. They just got they got really a chance to like uh, showcase in these ma- this match. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on I guess the scramble match in general? Because scramble matches, at least in Ring of Honor, they tend to be like. Not a lot of uh, selling, not a lot of uh, what, uh, you know, psychology. It's really just a way to kind of showcase your create creativity. It's and like your GC, ability. what they do in GCW, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, game, game it's, changer. Yeah. It's very prominent in all wrestling, really. It's just, you know, I, spot, spot, spot. But I just I'm not a huge fan of the format, like mm-hmm. with the two people in the ring at the same time when it's like a four way tag. It's like, just why not have four people in the ring at the same time? Especially when it just breaks down and everybody's in the ring. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Rick Knox might as well be in there. Oh, man. Hey, easy there. Well, don't go that far. Um, we did get Paul Turner in here. I was about to say, yeah, a, he looks exactly the same, Paul Turner. Is this a little, um, actually, Paul Turner now looks a lot slim, more slim down than he was then. Yeah, I, I suppose so. He looked good. <laughs> Looking sexy, this Paul Turner. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll try not to get too hot and bothered. Yeah, hey, he's the MVP of AEW refs. It's not saying a lot. Hey, I, I, I'll say I got to give him credit, though. He's he's probably the most consistent official out of anybody. Yeah. Anybody that's not Bryce Remsburg is OK with me. Um, <laughs> oh my God. But uh, so, yeah, the scramble match, yeah, it's a lot of high flying. Everybody's doing dives to the outside. Even DeVito and Loker. I think DeVito does this big ass moonsault to the outside. Yes, that's why I, I pointed. That's one of the spots I that stood out. I'm like, this big ass dude is a moonsault. So I did not expect that at all. Um, and like we said, AJ was supposed to team with Paul London. Um, so AJ, as a tribute, does a springboard shooting star press to the outside. He even screams, this is for Paul before he does it. Which is a I didn't even moment. know. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice. This is for Paul. Hey, he, Paul was out with sinus surgery. Uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like a made up injury, but it was a real thing, I guess. Um, 
so but the backseat boys hit the T gimmick, which is their finishing move, I guess, which is like a, mm-hmm. the cross. They both have an arm of the guy and hit a power. It's like bomb. it's almost like a razor's edge. Yeah, exactly. But with two people. I think mm-hmm. the uh, the Bludgeon Brothers used to do it back in yes, the day. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, I, now that that now that rings a bell. Like I, I'm like that's been used before. Yeah, I've seen it somewhere here, but yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, AJ he counters a Hurricane Rana from Jose Maximo into a sick power bomb with a jackknife cover, and that gives AJ the win. So AJ goes on to. Uh, Later in the show, fight for the tag team titles, which uh, Amazing Red. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned this, right? Because yeah, earlier in the show, Amazing Red had a match against Slim J. Uh, after the match, Amazing Red was attacked by Slugger, their bodyguard. So he, they, therefore, he wasn't able to compete in this match because um, it, it was supposed to be Paul London. So Red took a spot, but then Red got injured. So now he couldn't be. So AJ's all alone anyways. He couldn't find um, a partner. I guess on short notice, show him how to ride without even falling <laughs> off, but he'll be back in the main event, uh, for the titles. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on that, on that scramble match? Oh, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Styles. I, I, you kind of, even before even looking at it, it's like, okay, well, styles is on its own on his own. Well, he's automatically going to win here. Yeah, dude. AJ, AJ is another one. Who's so good. Even this early in his career. 2003, I'm like, damn. He had, he had a freaking, he hit that uh, springboard DDT onto the floor. Mm-hmm, yeah. So smooth, so like, you can tell, maybe it's just hindsight, but you can tell the guys that are meant for success, like your AJ Styles is, your Brian Danielson, um, even though he wasn't on any of these cards, which is sad. But Christopher Daniels as well. Yes, Doug Williams. like Samoa Joe, they all stood out. Right, they're not just guys in baggy shorts and bandanas doing flips. Like you could tell, there's some substance to them. Not looking like Eminem. Yeah, which <laughs> there are too many of those in this show. But uh, 2003 rap, everybody. It was a thing, man. I I was I was into the uh, was Young Jock a thing at 2000? I think it was a little before Young Jock. Uh, I think you're probably around the right time. I'm trying to think of like MySpace. Like who did I have as my MySpace songs? Oh, <laughs> my. Gosh, you had my. I don't think I ever had MySpace. Little Lil Wayne, little. Uh, that might be a little before this, but um. I, well, Lil Wayne before that was before Lil Wayne got popular, but uh, so Eminem, Fifty Cent was around that. That was when he started getting mm, hot. Yeah, Nelly, Hot and Her. Hot and Her. Time. Oh, it's a banger. It's a Take banger. off all your clothes. Speaking of taking off all your clothes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> no, no way to segue uh, into that. <laughs> I was trying. He saw the gears turning. Um, I, I would take off Xavier's clothes. But speaking of that, he's in this next match. No, no, but you know. Um, so we got you know that's, we're talking about Daniels and the prophecy, them losing the tag team titles, and that happens uh, in the main event of uh, Expect the Unexpected. So Christopher Daniels and Xavier defending against AJ Styles and Amazing Red. So now Red's good to go again. Just a, I mean, you brought it up earlier just an amazing match like the false finishes towards the end everybody's hitting their finishers there were several points where i thought it was over um the energy was just i mean it was non-stop throughout the entire especially like the ending stretch of it even though i think xavier i don't know if it was like a real thing but it seemed like he got loopy knocked loopy at one point <laughs> well they, they there was a concussion angle they were talking about at, at when he then his uh the match on the next show on a uh, night of champions there was concussion angle they were going with mm-hmm 
I was I was, I was like, is it an angle or does he, is he really concussed? Because almost like and we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's almost like they're trying to work around it in the mm-hmm. second in the second uh, show. Um, I'll say this is I'll say this is probably better of the the two showings for Xavier here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair for sure, especially with the cast of characters that is surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, AJ hits the Styles Clash onto uh, was it Xavier? I believe it was. No, it was on Daniels. AJ hits the Styles Clash on Daniels, and Xavier almost makes the save. It kind of felt like he was there on time. Yeah, that that was what the only thing that came off awkward for me was that finish. Right. Yeah, it seemed like Xavier made the save, but lo and behold, AJ gets the pin. New tag team champions, AJ Styles and Amazing Red. Why have they not? Why did they not team more? Dude, <laughs> they are, I mean, incredible, incredible. Like, like TNA made the that was probably probably one of the bigger mistakes TNA has ever made. They're not making them a tag team at one point. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure if they did initially in 2003 because i think they ended up making their way there around that time too uh-huh but but i'm like how is why did they not just put them together yeah red was kind of in and out of tna for a while i don't know if he had really any like lengthy run maybe i could be wrong on that but maybe like in the asylum years they were put together or something but none, none that i can remember but yeah i mean amazing red is uh it's wonder that he never reached a bigger spotlight especially with how like influential he was. We're talking about SAT and how influential they were with like tag teams. Amazing was that same thing. Amazing Red was the same thing, but well, he, tra- he also trained uh, Sasha Banks too. Did he? I believe I that. Think, yeah. Amazing Red. Well, at least I don't know if he trained, uh, maybe, I don't know, but he definitely was very influential on Sasha Banks too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, influential on everybody uh, directly or indirectly, but uh, yeah, great tag team match. Any other thoughts on that? Uh, hell of a match like the and there was this was like high paced from the i think if i remember right this thing was high paced from the jump and like at one point red he topaid cone he load over the guardrail yeah <laughs> <laughs> he went all the way over I'm like damn he covered some freaking ground it's like he almost knocked somebody out in the front row <laughs> with his feet <laughs> okay there was i gotta mo- mention something from these shows so many people almost get net yeah like there's a lot of spot like spots where people are getting dropped on their head practically i i and there's one match in particular okay it's low-key and jody fleisch but i was like how many concussions can we <laughs> give somebody in one match <laughs> that was the style though it was like, hey let's just drop each other on each other's heads and that'll be a good match and we're young we're good we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll invincible. be good invincible we're invincible um, that being said, a lot most of these guys are still wrestling. Even like Jody Fleiss is still wrestling. Uh, Key's still wrestling. So, who am I? Who am I to say? Alexis Lurie. Yeah, still going strong. I don't think she was ever made became a star anywhere. Nah, no, she didn't. Well, I don't know what she did after this. Maybe she did some TNA stuff or something. I don't know. Um, I think she worked <laughs> with a lady named Trish. Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. Oh, damn. Sorry to distratisfy you. Uh, oh, that was awful. I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking about Daniels. So the tag team titles gone from the prophecy. 
What? But at least he has the FWA title, the British heavyweight title. At least he has that. I think he's held it for like six months at this point. Five, yeah, five he, he's held it for a while because mm-hmm. he's, he's had it. He like always brings it to him. But I think this is like the first time he's defended it, if I remember correctly. Um, but he's defending it against Doug Williams. So this is the uh, the second show. So they lost the tag titles the first show. Second show, Daniels versus Doug Williams for the FWA heavyweight title. Also for the uh, the ROH number one contendership trophy. Do you have trophies in wrestling? I think they're absolutely stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's like it's clearly like a $15 trophy. They got it. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like as much as the MJF as much like, OK, the diamond ring like MJF embraces that so much. I think it's yeah. one of the stupidest gimmicks ever. Like, I don't understand the point of it. It's like, oh, I'm wearing a diamond ring. That's it. Yeah, Kamala's wins, essentially. Well, right? he's been so. losing a lot. Sean Dean's his kryptonite, man. Oh, man. The captain. He's 3-0 and against Spears and MJF. That damn pig Wardlow just screwing up everything. Dude, that, that dude's a freaking monster now. Oh, yeah. He's handsome, they're, 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 they're compared. He's a handsome devil, yeah. <laughs> very handsome devil. I'm not afraid to say it. No, he is. Wardlow's very handsome. Uh, him and uh, that MJF... Wardlow feud is building up to be similar just to go off a short, short little tangent. Yeah. But uh, that that they're getting a lot of comparisons to Batista Triple H in that situation. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's very it, you could, there's a lot of influence in it. You can tell Wardlow is like white hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they capitalize on it because that's a that's a star in the making for sure. That dude's got the tools. Yeah, it's got the lips, got the hair. He's got he's the got muscles. The, he's got the nipples. Got everything. He's got the tan. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you need, really? As a wrestler. Nipples and a tan. That's all you need. There we go. That's that's the title of this episode. Nipples and uh, tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got four nipples and uh, not not a lot of tan here. Uh, but we got Christopher Daniels versus Doug Williams. Uh, you said this is probably your favorite match of, of both these shows, right? Because, yeah, I yeah, for sure. This thing stood out like incredibly because this was the most technical match of life i saw across the two shows by like by a long shot like it, yeah i loved the body part the body uh the limb work on uh for both guys so like daniels is working the midsection of williams and dan and then uh williams is working the neck of uh not, yeah working the neck of daniels mm-hmm. and so it's like and it's that's folk that's kind of the focus of the entire match and uh and it builds up to a really nice crescendo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's it's textbook psychology, but I mean, the crowd's super hot for it. I mean, you can tell that they're a very educated crowd. Um, even like the chain wrestling in the beginning, like watching it with today's lenses, it kind of seems par for the course. But back in the day, I mean, back in 2003, I mean, this was a breath of fresh air compared to all the, you know, Raven and punk shenanigans and whatever WWE is doing at this Sports point. Sports entertainment. Yeah, exactly. This was it's, professional it's wrestling as professional wrestling gets. Yeah. Now, Doug Williams is looking great here. Um, like I said, chain wrestling. I mean, you can imagine the two of these guys. It's very fluid and it is. Um, like you said, kind of a, it's, it's like a more methodical pace than like virtually every other match on both these shows. I mean, there's so much chaos in all the other matches. And this one kind of just felt like a breath of fresh air. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. we can breathe. We can like 
watch, you know, like, like you said, the limb work and all that stuff. Um, so we got, uh, you know, Daniels at one point hits the BME for a two count. He uh, then hits Doug Williams with a, uh, a Uranagi into the Koji clutch, which was a sick transition. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but I loved the the way Doug kind of escaped it. So he's in the Koji clutch. He grabs like the back of the head of Daniels and like a cravat and then mm-hmm. like pulls him up in like a Muay Thai plum and starts like kneeing him in the head. Again, just like so technical, but it's like so like easy to digest and made sense. Yeah, he's like literally cranking the neck of uh, Daniels at this point. Yeah. And it's appropriate. I mean, it's, it's uh, the FWA, which I can't say I've watched a ton of FWA, but from I'm an FWA expert. Yeah, you're, I mean, that's what everybody knows about you is you're the FWA guy. So I don't I, even honestly, I don't even know what the letters even mean. <laughs> I've been stalling because I, I forget my uh, Frontier Wrestling Alliance Association. <laughs> doesn't matter but um but there was there was a lot of like it was very fluid a lot of ring of honor guys would go there a lot and vice versa so um it was kind of the roh of uh britain i suppose Mm -hmm. but um so doug fights out he with some knees he uh hits he goes for the chaos theory so the rolling german suplex but daniels smoothly counters into a a last rights attempt which is like a crossroads kind of deal Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, Doug Williams fights out of it and does a swinging Cobra clutch. What do you think was better? Uh, CM Punk's giant swing or Doug Williams swinging Cobra clutch? Um, I'll go with the Cobra clutch because the giant swing. I just I, I, I don't remember yeah. the Cobra clutch as much. So I'm assuming that wasn't as bad. That couldn't be worse than the giant swing. So <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even get him up. That's what she said. <laughs> couldn't get him up that's very that's valid uh, uh doug williams he goes to the top uh for a top rope knee drop uh hits it goes for the pin but daniels gets foot on the rope uh daniels fights back goes for the angels wings but doug williams counters into the chaos theory hits it for the win doug williams Beats Christopher Daniels, becomes the new FWA champion and the new number one contender for the ROH title. And uh, yeah, awesome match, like you said. Like that's that my my uh, final thing I said on it was it's like all caps. What period a period match period. That, that's <laughs> well, that was. That's all I could think, say and chaos theory is dang, it's an underrated finisher. Oh, it's, it's beautiful beautiful he's still doing it today i think god it's yeah it's great I've, I've watched some of his stuff from like progress from like 10 years after this 10 15 years after this and he's still great so timeless that, is doug williams in, in doug williams he never got really a fair shake in tna i don't think outside of the x division no yeah he had a little brief run at the x division title i think right yeah him and him and aj feuded at one point too before it that was or it was the Legends title. It was a Legends title. I don't know what the heck it was. The global title. Oh, that was a weird time. It was like four-sided ring and the Hulk Hogan was there. Was... Eric Bischoff, all them. Yeah, Shark Boy. But they actually Legend. did have a bit. Styles and did him had a banger, actually, that it was, I think, Final Resolution 2010. I would have met, yeah. I couldn't see that being a bad match. I think it got, even though the Meltzer scale is kind of, it, whatever, your taste. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of whatever you think of it. Uh, think, uh, what the hell am I saying, dude? <laughs> whatever, I'm it's your you. your prerogative on if you like it or not. That's what I meant. Yeah. But uh, it got that got match got four stars from him. Right. And I'm pretty sure Williams won with the Styles Clash. I could see that. He's a cheeky bloke. He would pull that out. He was actually the face in that situation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, when I think of Doug Williams and TNA, I think of the British invasion, personally, mm-hmm. with all with all Magnus and Rob Terry. What a time. What Rob a time. Terry's a goat. Hey, he's, he's, he was tan and he had nipples. Did he have nipples? Can we confirm that he had nipples? Yeah, somebody go out there and find it. Did Rob, t- Rob Terry have nipples? <laughs> that's that's the real question. Call in if you know. Um, but <laughs> so actually, one one nuance I forgot to uh, bring up about this. So Daniels and Williams actually had a match a few months ago in Ring of Honor, and the stipulation for that match was that if Daniels won, Doug Williams could no longer shake hands in Ring of Honor. So uh, and Daniels beat him. So Doug Williams hasn't been able to shake anybody's hand which is just devastating. Mm-hmm. But Daniel said he's going to put that on the line again. So if Williams wins this, well, he can just shake anybody. He can shake your dick, shake your balls, shake anything he wants. Really. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Bo- <laughs> hey, Casey uh, and the Sunshine Band, baby. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, managed to fit that into this. But <laughs> so Doug Williams wins. You got Daniel's lifeless body on the ground. Doug just shakes his, his lip hand and just throws it on the ground just a cool moment at the end there mm. badass match though i'll say that awesome stuff um so no no more tag titles no more fwa title hey at least they have the ring of honor title foreshadowing so they think <laughs> but um we'll close the show with that because that's very significant mm-hmm. but um another thing you we were talking on twitter a little bit and you brought up you know just like the, the early stages of a lot of these wrestlers that we saw, we, we've talked about it already a bunch, like AJs and the Briscoes and all that. And were there any others that stuck out to you as like just interesting to see in the early stages? Hernandez. Yes. Thank you. I had a specific bullet for Hernandez. Cause uh, I noticed that too. I'm like, I'm like, there's a, I saw that. I'm like, very interesting choice of where he, they put him initially, <laughs> man. I, uh, I did not. I didn't know Hernandez was in Ring of Honor at all until recently. Um, hot stuff, Hernandez. Hernandez is what, what he went by. Um, a part of the Christopher Street connection, but he's not partaking in the activities. He's just he comes out. He has the boa, but that's pretty much all of the uh, Christopher Street that's in him. I suppose mm. that's that's the only thing that's in him. He probably so said, "I'm." He probably said, "I'm not doing this other stuff." He uh, <laughs> let me go out there and just shit on everybody. Y'all do whatever stuff with the poppers and the making out. That that's the all air, you. The air humping. Yeah. Oh man. What did you? Uh, what did you think of the Christopher Street connection in in their uh, match? Uh, mileage may vary. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is the first time you've, you've seen them. Yes, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? The Bronco Buster. Um, I guess like a slow motion Bronco there Buster. Was a, there was a lot of teabagging in this match. There were a lot of balls to mouth. <laughs> more, more than the average match. 
It's uh yeah, gay. I mean, it's very it's hot off the heels of a Billy and Chuck. Although I think Christopher Street Connection was around before them. But uh a weird Innovators. time for <laughs> innovator of violence. Um but yeah, it's a weird time in society where it's like, oh, you're gay, you're a heel. Um, but yeah. But I think I don't know how much long they last, but her, it was worth it to see Hernandez out there for sure. Hernandez looked like a freaking monster here. He was so much bigger than it's like. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody else, like like we said, it's early 2000s indies. So you have a lot of small, slim shadies. You got a lot of baggy pants. You got a lot of flippity doodahs and skinny guys. And you just got Hernandez, which. If, if anybody, I mean, I, I know Hernandez initially from his run in TNA and LAX. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. He's just as big, if not bigger here in 2003 and moving around like a tank. Like <laughs> the dude freaking jumped over the top rope. I know he did that in TNA a lot, but I'm like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's that same kind of dive that like Roman Reigns does on occasion where he'll just like leap. No hands, no feet over the top rope. I think it's more impressive when Hernandez does it. Oh, dude, he almost he could have gone into the fifth row if he wanted to. I think he like limited himself on purpose. With he the shot himself out there like out. a lawn dart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm just thinking because I think he eventually he, his finisher would be the cross power bomb that he would call the border toss. Mm-hmm. So I have a few jokes about that, but I'm going to leave them in my head. <laughs> yeah, um, probably best you do that. <laughs> but um. But yeah, yeah, we talk about Punk, Raven, AJ, Joe. BJ Whitmer even. BJ Whitmer, yeah, he's he's still going today, right? He's out working at, he's a backstage, I think, AEW. Yeah, yeah, backstage guys too, like Steve Carino, backstage guy at WWE now. Uh, Christopher Daniels, he's, I think he's backstage at AEW, right? He's still involved with that. Yeah, he is. I think he's talent relations guy. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because yeah, we mentioned the, the AEW episode that was uh, last night. So it's fresh off of that. Uh, did you happen to notice Jay Lethal? I did not. He is a member of Special K. I can't even I can't believe I didn't see that. There was a lot going on, so I don't blame you. <laughs> but and there's there like was, 15 there was a of lot them. with Mikey Whipwreck in there, too. And I'm like, OK, there's a lot. There's a oh. lot of people, a lot of stuff a lot of drugs being used <laughs> but yes, and pixie uh, sticks jay, Le- jay lethal goes by hydro and uh, he's one of the 78 guys in special well, let's talk about special k for a little bit what, what did you think of their i mean we kind of t- touched on it a little bit what do you think of their gimmick in general what the hell exactly so <laughs> next thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what well who who green lighted this did you did you know that they like drugs. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't have any idea they, that not that they didn't mention it like 800 times on this. Yeah. It's like, oh, these guys use drugs though. They live in their parents' basements. And, uh, uh, all I, all, as soon as I saw Slim J, I'm like, he's Eminem. <laughs> it's a wonder where he gets his name from. Um, I, I got to make a comment on commentary here. I forget his name. Do. It was Stevie, whatever. Somebody sounded like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Damn it. Now that's all I'm going to hear. It's probably, it was Chris Lovey, who is Gabe Chris Sapolsky. Lovey. It's Gabe Sapolsky, the uh, owner, Ring of Honor. Is that what his position is? Um, he's, he's a higher up in Ring of Honor at some point, but he has and like a, an he, alias. And I think he apologized actually for his commentary on there. 
like back recently. Oh, really? Did he? What, yeah. what do you apologize for? I just I, the quality of it. Oh, thank, at least he's aware because his commentary is the worst thing my ears have heard before. But I, I so I'm, I'm sitting there I'm like, this is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, his constant like it's Michael Cole used to do this, too. Like when he started out. They would always be like, oh, I got to talk like this. And oh, he's going to hit the ropes. Ah. Like that that echoey like reverb or whatever you want to call it. Like for everything, though, <laughs> like everything from start to finish. Uh, no I, dead I, air. I don't, if, I don't know if you watch Raw at all, but yeah. I, I barely hardly I hardly ever watch it. But I cannot stand commentary on there. It's uh, yeah, for different reasons. It's like uh, Jimmy Smith, he's passionate, but you got to call the moves at some point. They don't allow you to, man. They, they, the 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 you know, Vince is in his ear like, God damn it. They don't care what a Sayado suplex is. They, they, I want you to tell the, the emotions. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's pretty much 90% of the commentary. I love it. What a maneuver. <laughs> He really hit him with that one. With what, Jimmy? With what? <laughs> His penis? Sometimes. Uh, speaking of penises, Mikey Whipwreck here. You brought him up earlier. What did you think of Mikey Whipwreck's involvement in Special K? I didn't understand what the hell was going on. I'm I don't so either. Confused. I still don't. I've, I've he seen dressed like a, was he dressed like a pirate at some point? No, that's just what Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck dresses like. <laughs> Understand yes, this yeah. at yes. all? The bandana and the. Uh, I was so confused. I'm like, was he dressed like a pirate? That's not. You don't want to hear that about yourself. That you look like a pirate. Well, he's Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, is that like a? Sounds like a sounds like a dang pirate thing. Like shipwreck? Wait, is yeah. Now that's that's also a question. Is Mikey Whipwreck a pirate? Man, we have I just been missing it? I don't know. Well, he's, they should have changed his name to the Shipper Snapper. Silence. <laughs> it's not the Whipper Snapper; it's the Shipper Snapper. Yeah, I get it. That wasn't the issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, what Mikey was the Whip issue? Just you. Um, so we got Mikey. Oh, what Whip the right hell, here. man? <laughs> I'm offended now. I'm personally hurt by this. You'll be fine. You'll survive. Well, um, Special K is certainly something special. <laughs> they're not lying. <laughs> um, but uh, so Mike Whipwreck, you said you, didn't, you don't understand it. I've seen every bit of show before this in Ring of Honor. So I have all the context. And I'm going to tell you this. There's no fucking reason for Mike Whipwreck to be there. I, actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll tell you this. So the last show or uh, the, the one year anniversary show in February, there, the, the main event was a 10 on 7 scramble match. Or I'm sorry, 10. Yeah, 10 on 7. Um, yes, they're all fighting each other at the same time. Mikey Whipwreck. What do you think? You have a problem with that? <laughs> is, there, is there an issue? I don't know what's going on. I see this is like I, with, with uh, everything that's going on with Special K. This is par for the course. Yeah. No, it very much is. I mean, every member of Special K was in that match, which is why there's so many. Um, but on the on the seven side, which is the baby faces, Mikey Whipwreck was there 
And I believe he was there because a lot of the guys on that babyface team, he trained and like Quiet Storm, Chris Devine. There was a bunch of guys over there that he trained. Plus, they were in his hometown, I think. So it's like, ah, mm-hmm. Mikey Whipwreck's out there. Give him a give him a spotlight. But, well, let me tell you this. Mikey Whipwreck turns heel on his entire team. And you might be asking, well, how's he, how does he turn heel? Swerve, bro. On six people at once. He gives a, his whippersnapper to every single person on his team, one after the other, like a fucking karate movie. Just one of this goose just destroys everybody. Mikey Whipwreck does. And that now he's with Special what, K. What the hell? Okay, I, I know I know a little bit about his ECW run because I've read Mick Foley's book. And he yeah. is the ultimate jobber. He's, he's, isn't he like a former ECW champion or some shit? Or he's something like, like, well, he was pretty much a guy that got the shit kicked out of him for 90% of the match and then somehow would yeah. pull it out of his ass sometime at one point. This <laughs> career has been insanity. Because him, him and Cactus end, uh, ended up being ECW tag champs at one point. Yes. I think he teamed with Stone Cold or did he face Stone Cold at some point in his brief run in ECW? I think it, I think it was against Stun, uh, Stunning Steve or whatever he went by in ECW. Steve Austin or whatever I probably might have just been Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, so Mike, Mikey Whipwreck's here for some reason. Um, but while we're talking about special K, so their gimmicks stupid. Like it's, it's, it's dumb. It, there's no way around it, but they are slowly growing on me. Uh, pure, I mean, they're, it's becoming very clear that there's a lot of talented dudes in this faction. I mean, we talked about Jay lethal earlier. Like he's just a guy in the background in special K ends up being like one of the most prominent ring of honor wrestlers of all time. Still going today. He was in the main event of AEW uh, last night. Uh, we don't want to talk about that ending. You know, uh, great Kali. You don't, you don't want to talk about him. Good Kali. <sighs> Young Kali. That was crickets. Yeah. A bunch of crickets. <laughs> Lots don't of crickets use though. lights out lights on for that. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well just leave the lights off. You'll the crowd's going to be just as confused. Like no one know there wasn't that wasn't the issue like him it was just like no one know no one know knew him. The point of lights out lights on is so when the lights come on you're surprised. Yeah, yeah you like you like know who's here now. But you might as well just had him walk out. Like <laughs> what? That was like the initial introduction of Dark Order. Was it? Like Dark Order when Dark Order showed I don't think the lights on lights on off came on, on thing. But, but when Dark Order initially showed up in AEW, I think maybe it was at Double or Nothing, they didn't get a reaction. Yeah, I think they, they had teamed like on some indies before, but they weren't like so known that it's like, oh, my God, it's Dark well, Order. Well, they were better known as the Super Smash Brothers. Yes, I think that, that is what they were known as at the, that time. But, but the gimmick, yeah, that's a uh, copyright. So, yeah, well, you know, that happens. Um, but uh, yeah, but the, a lot of these guys are super talented here. Yeah, and particularly a match that caught me off guard was Slim J versus Amazing Red. And uh, so Slim J is obviously the guy. He looks like Eminem. He's just a small Eminem. Uh, maybe just M, <laughs> huh, folks? Uh, um, versus Amazing Red. I mean, any, any Amazing Red could wrestle a broomstick. I mean, it's a common phrase, but mm-hmm. he really could. Um, but Slim J was showing out here. We got a lot of unique offense. I mean, do you remember any like of the particular moves? There was a, some like Jay did some wa- wild kick off like the top rope. He did like some yeah. s- crazy spinning kick. Yeah. Um, 
there was a like a, a diving flatliner we see from Amazing Red later on. There was like a flip through like into a counter like a cradle DDT. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. Amazing Red used the F five. <laughs> yeah, it was like the height of Brock Lesnar too. So you gotta think that's like a shot at them, or maybe Red did, did that before. I don't know. I don't know, but they did also do like a moonsault counter like into a cutter. Yeah, yeah, very ahead of that. its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, inverted by pile, inverted pile driver at the end. That thing looked rough. I called it like a reverse Styles Clash kind mm-hmm. of deal, but yeah, it was kind of a pile driver. You kind of except the dude got net. There's yeah, it's got to be such a tough move to take safely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's ultimately how Amazing Red gets the win there. Um. And this is the match. Yeah, Amazing Red gets the win, but the rest of Special K beats on him after the match. The big, big bad slugger gets in the ring. Their big bodyguard, Special K. Looks like Omos. Yeah, they really did. Uh, gets in there. He's about as big as Omos. Gets in mm-hmm. there and gives the body bag to Amazing Red, and that takes him out of the uh, the number one contendership scramble, which is why as we talked about earlier is why AJ was by himself. So uh, yeah. But it reminded me, I th- did Omos get inspiration from this kind of like thing? Because he dresses almost the same in a way. Because <laughs> Omos, did Omos wear a jacket? He did in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It kind of reminded me of Omos. Like, were they watching 2003 Ring of Honor? I'm sure that's exactly what they were. I mean, AJ, AJ and Omos were a tandem. So I'm sure that could have been a, an influence mm-hmm. from AJ. Um, but yeah. And then special K, <laughs> the, the, the other special K match, it was the six man tag. So it was uh, uh, the hit squad and low key versus special K. So the team of Angel Dust, Deranged and Dixie. Um, <laughs> this was just it was pretty much just the hits. Monster Mac, Mafia, low key, just kicking the shit out of these kids for <laughs> like 15 minutes. Oh, my minutes. gosh. They destroyed. They were like that was mostly a squash match. Yeah, for, for, for a while. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier. I got to go back to Hernandez for a split second. The guardrail. Yes, he absolutely destroyed the guardrail. Was it at what point? What, what did he do? I, I vaguely remember it. I think he got dropped like onto the like. he got. Oh, no, it was so, just like a suplex or something. Right. But he just yeah. completely crushes it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to go back to that for a split second. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, this this uh, six man tag was. Uh, pretty wild with Loki in it and uh Special K did get some spots in here that they had some pretty crazy high flying stuff going on at this one. Yeah. I mean they're like I'm saying all these special K guys are very talented. It's just a weird a weird ass gimmick. But um but yeah they're at the end of the day they're they're smaller guys. The hit squad are some big lads and this is outside a, of Loki. Uh, yeah. Loki if Loki <laughs> Probably the most dangerous out of all of them because I mean mm-hmm. these kicks to the chest, I mean what else? Like did he, he like the chops? Oh my god, the Mongolian he's chops! Be, he's got to be one of the most intense guys I've ever seen. He's insane, Loki. Is I mean, and we'll, we'll talk a little about him more. But Loki, he's um probably not fun to <laughs> wrestle against, but boy is he fun to watch. Yeah, he, he well, and he also hey, speaking of the drugs. They do the drugs in this match. Oh yes, they, yeah, they we, figured out a way. Yeah, they put let they give uh, low key ecstasy. Yeah, 
Well, they yeah, they so Dixie at uh, some point in this match because they're all just getting destroyed. He's like, well, let me let me offer Key some ecstasy. And I guess was it a pill? It was a pill, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my, what is this? Is, how many marijuanas did he have? Um, but so Loki, he's like, oh okay, I'll take some ecstasy. Sure, why not? It's the worst that could happen. <laughs> so Loki, he puts it in his mouth, and then music starts playing throughout the Murphy Rec Center or Boston, I think they're in at this point. Yeah. So key, the music starts playing. <laughs> Loki's like getting dizzy. He's like wobbling. He eventually like gets brought to his knees and then he sticks his tongue out and the, the pill is still on his tongue. So he never actually swallowed it. So he's, mm-hmm. he's bamboozled special K. Yeah. They're like, it's like some like shocking, super shocking moment with key, like revealing his tongue. <laughs> I was confused at first, but I was like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, this, this match actually got deep thrown out at one point before this. It did. I mean, there was before the ecstasy, which was a weird phrase for a wrestling match. Before the ecstasy spot. Um, Trojan. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the match is, is hype as hell. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Monster Mac at one point, military presses Dixie, uh, throws him into Angel Dust. Angel Dust catches him, but then Moth takes both of them German suplexes, both of them um, crowd is just on their feet. They're really hot for this. Um, what happens here? Monster Mac goes for a coast to coast. I don't oh. think he got all. Of it. No, I, I honestly got to say this here. Shane McMahon does it better. Yeah, but was, uh, was he trying to did he even go for, I don't think he even went for a drop kick. He went for like some like, a strike. I think he gave up halfway through. <laughs> I was like, this isn't going like, He's like, oh shit. <laughs> oh man. Mac, he's Mac's a good dude, but uh yeah, coast to coast, maybe you shouldn't be in his repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe special case slipped him some drugs. Maybe that's why he couldn't do it. I don't know. The moon salt, yeah, he had the moon salt the the night before, or that night. Actually, that was that that was the first night, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah first night, but he had the moon salt. <laughs> he's a beast. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, eventually the match gets thrown out. Um, or it does, actually it gets thrown out. But then Loki is like, I didn't come all the way. To, or no, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I got to get my Loki voice. I didn't come. Yeah, no, go, go for it. I, I didn't, didn't come. come all the way to Boston. For, um, this is terrible Loki. <clears throat> I didn't come to Boston to get DQ'd. There we go. You, I think you nailed it. For this match to end in a DQ, and then he orders to get it restarted. I can't do Loki. That is such Be a weird voice. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> I fight for honor. See, that's good. You got it. it. Well, it sounds like a comic book character almost. It's like medium key. <laughs> um, but so Loki challenges like, hey, I'll, I'll fight all of you if that's what it takes. So all of Special K now is facing the hit squad and Loki, but doesn't matter because they still destroy them all. Uh, ultimately, it's uh, low key. So after the ecstasy, Key just destroys everybody, puts on one of their hats. He has like this bucket hat. Loki does, and then we get three finishers at once. We get the Key Crusher from Loki, like a Steiner screwdriver from Monster Mac, and a burning hammer from Mafia. All of them get hit at once and three pins at once. Hit Squad Low Key get the win here. But uh, really fun for what it was. Oh, that, it was a lot of fun. There was yeah. no structure to this. No, I mean, you had the ecstasy. You had a little bit of structure to it. And you had the pre-ecstasy, post-ecstasy. 
storytelling. Sky it's guy. storytelling with the ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this match had you. Did this match have you in ecstasy? It brought me to ecstasy. <laughs> Climax. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of climax, I climaxed on this on this next match here. Um, <laughs> so while we're talking about low key, well, while we're talking about low key, we gotta get all the impressions in while we can. Mm-hmm. We have this match against Jody Fleisch in the second night. Who? This was a uh, I describe this as a beautiful car crash of a match. <laughs> so it was damn good though, dude. Jody Fleisch is a guy I'm not like too familiar with, but he's he's impressive for sure. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find my notes on this match because it was just like key here really made like Fleisch look like it's a, a, a star almost. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was very you had some like fun train chain wrestling in the beginning. Like there was just like these points in the match where it's like the intensity gets ramped up when you don't think it's going to like like Loki or uh Fleisch has Loki's wrist. So key like rolls through and then he does this like sick up kick, like from his back mm-hmm. while Jody's standing up. That just looks he, like, like it his head, doesn't he? He, he? Yeah. He like, uh, I don't know. Probably he like scissored his head almost with his feet and then just let go. Oh kicked yes. Him in the face. Yeah. yeah. Like a sidekick to the head. It was brutal. Um, you got like Jody Fleisch goes for a 720 DDT. He gets blocked and then, Key goes for the dragon clutch. It gets blocked. They have a stare down. That's really intense. Crowd's all into it. There's a lot of kip ups. Lots of them. Lots. Of them. Well, they're athletes. You see. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and it was interesting is the contrast of styles because Loki's not like as he's more of an impact move guy. And yeah. then Fleisch is just flying all over the freaking map. Yeah. I mean, we got a reverse Rana by Fleisch, which is not super common back in, in this time. Uh, Fleisch, it's the most crazy shooting star pressed to the outside that I've ever seen in my life. It that was dude perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got the crush rush by Loki, which is basically he's going for the key crusher, which is like, I don't know, a fisherman driver of sorts. Mm-hmm. But he instead of dropping him to the mat, he sprints to the corner with them and runs his head into the, the corn, the, the turnbuckle. Um, and then hits a gnarly Liger kick. So like a front flip kick that I think he's, he's knocked people out legit with that. And look, I'm surprised he didn't hear. Well, I feel bad for anybody that's to take those freaking little, even those little tiny kicks to the face. Oh, the Kiwana kicks. The sure Kiwana kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the strikes were stiff by low key throughout the entire match again just chops and the the chest kicks and but then you have the like you said there's a uh, the the styles clash of sorts you have jody really impressive high flying stuff throughout the entire thing um at one point jody he goes for a head scissors but then low key just takes them and just pulls yes! them into the that was my favorite that was probably my favorite spot of the match where i'm dude. just like dude Loki just yeeted him over there. Because <laughs> Jody flies. He's got you, what, 120 pounds? And, Soaking wet. And Key's a pretty strong lad himself. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's like no regard for his body. Just fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to throw you into this corner. as hard. He tells him right before, I'm going to throw you in the corner as hard <laughs> as possible. What would you think of the uh, the shooting star pile driver? 
they were making it such a big deal, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he barely landed it, but no, I was impressed nonetheless because yeah. the dude went at, went for it, and he damn near landed it. I've never seen that before. Oh, uh, this is the first time. Springboard pile driver. Nah, I'm gonna be able to hear is Jerry Seinfeld now. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Oh um, my god! What's the deal with pile drivers? But yeah, I, I'm not gonna rag on him for messing up a shooting star pile driver. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, it's like I'm like no one could have pulled that off. Yeah, it was, it was he, a gen- he, generous call by commentary to say the least. But he damn near pulled it off. Yeah. Closer than I would be able to get to it. Let's just say that. Um, I'd maybe be lucky to get a pile driver. <laughs> I would break my neck on the springboard. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, let's this fucking finish. I thought both these men were going to die here, even though I know both of them are still alive today. I thought they were going to die here. Uh, oh, they're, yeah. They're both on the top rope and they're like, like in superplex position, I guess. Um, but, uh, so key goes for the key crusher off the top rope, but they both almost fall backwards to the floor. Yes. That they were like commentary was like shit in their pants at that point. I don't know how they didn't fall is very, the core strength, you know, key controlling them, whatever it was impressive that it wasn't catastrophe here. Mm hmm. But uh, it's like, oh, thank God I didn't fall backwards. Well, now I'm just going to take a, a key crusher from the top rope to the mat, which like looks like gnarly. A, it looked bad. I mean, key that the impact like key landed on his ass and then bounced all the way up to his feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I called it like a fisherman's buster falcon arrow. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah. much. It was because the way it was set up was all like that it looked like that. But I'm like, and then low key, you know what? This is one of the few times where a slow crawl to the cover actually works. Yes. Because they both actually, yeah. died. No, I said I said the same thing because like you said, he hits it and it's a good like, I don't know, 20 seconds before he makes the pin. But it's like that makes sense that that, that cell makes sense because he still gets the win here, gets the one, two, three with that. But that just shows how devastating it was. And um, yeah, at this that, that might have been my match of the show, uh, both these shows personally. Wow. Just how yeah, crazy it was. Either I, I this one was, or the tag match. I think this. this was one of the best. Yeah. Uh, it's probably in my top three of the best matches on the shows. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think maybe three. Cause I, cause there's another, the tag match is up there, but the, but Doug, like I said, Doug Williams, Daniels was probably my favorite match overall on both shows. Yeah. Very, very different matches. Uh, mm-hmm. both great in their own ways. But this match, I was just like on the edge of my seat because I was like, man, somebody's going to get their <laughs> neck snapped in this match. This is no regard for anybody's body mm-hmm. here. Um, but yeah, anything else on, on this or lo- low-key in general? I don't know. That dude is... Gosh, I I, I kind of want to go watch some of his other stuff from back then because yeah. cause I, I got to see his WWE run, which was not very good. Caval? Yes. The, uh, they they didn't even really let him be him. What you don't think him being the the pet of Lay Cool was using them to his fullest potential? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> You're not enough for me. That was his theme song. Oh no, that's Just that was Lay theme song. Me. Just another man. Hey, it's pretty Come. good. 
I, I, actually, I think I could sing the whole entire song, but I'm not going to do that. That's but, a weird uh, thing to admit on a podcast. But anyways, hey, we'll, hey, we'll hey, hey you know what? <laughs> I, I, that song's been used for multiple people, but that this, this match was right, yeah. wild. But that's, this era of Loki, God, this may be, I don't know if it, I don't know what your thoughts are, but this could be peak Loki. Yeah, I mean, he had pretty good run in TNA, but I think it's definitely less significant than the stuff he did in Ring of Honor, for sure. Um, but Fleisch looked like a they made like they made Fleisch look like almost like a star in this match. I'll, I'll, that's what I was kind of yeah pointing out. And it all goes back, you know, Special K with like uh, Slim J looked like a star in the match against Amazing Red, and then we have Jody Fleisch, who I don't even know if we mentioned. He's he's a part of Special K. Um, but he, he didn't really feel like it. He felt like his own thing here. And he took drugs afterward. He was back in Special K, though. He was with Michael Mikey Whipwreck and everybody. <laughs> and they took drugs afterward after out of a pixie stick. Yeah, he came crawling backstage, you know, holding his neck. And then he, like you said, pixie is pixie stick. Is that what it is? Is that the term? It looked like a pixie stick? It was like a like a pipette of some sort with some liquid in it. But he was like, "You got your ass kicked." Well, here, man. <sighs> And then just dance party back in the back. Oh, yeah. They Immediately. Lost. He touches his tongue. And he's like, <laughs> and he starts dancing. No, and he went. All good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, taking drugs is like, right? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't know. So uh, CM Punk, CM Punk wouldn't know either. <laughs> well, he's better than us. I don't know if you heard, but. And you know it. Yeah. Somebody said that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they didn't but, make any money, though. No, no, that didn't amount to anything. But um, another big, uh, big thread throughout these shows is uh, the feud between Homicide and Steve Carino. Now, uh, Steve Carino, I believe, is in Japan during these shows, so he physically wasn't here. I, I think it was like zero one. I think was one zero company. one. Yes. Yep. Uh, it was a big deal there. And uh, but his his minions are here. And nothing says intimidating like C.W. Anderson and Michael Shane. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, Michael Shane, uh, a big name I, that I've never heard of. <laughs> well, he comes into play in the in the uh, the world title match later, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll touch on that. But um, leading up to that, we have uh, the number one contendership trophy is on the line. This is from the first show, right? Yeah, the yeah. first show. Uh, expect the unexpected. So it's easy money versus Samoa Joe versus BJ Whitmer versus homicide. So, uh, and we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, but Samoa Joe homicide are kind of at odds for whatever reason. Um, guys, Joe's is, Joe is a part of Carino's group and homicides on the other side and homicide. You know, he's, he's aligned with these guys. It's like they, his buddies from New York, I guess. One of them is Julius Smokes. I didn't know who the other guys were. Um, but but in both shows, these guys are in the crowd um, trying to get involved, trying to hop the barricade. Security talking massive shit. At one point, they moon uh, Homicide or uh, Smojo. Like, yeah, this is full, full ass on display. Just fun. Uh, did, did you did you not do you not watch Samoa Joe matches? He will smack the shit out of you. <laughs> um, I'm he sure will that's smack coming. that ass. Yeah, he will. That's what he's known for. <laughs> um, but yeah, the number one contendership match. I don't know if you had any notes on that, but again, a very entertaining match. 
uh, B, uh, BJ Whitmer and Easy Money both, I thought, uh, really shined. That's why I think I pointed that t- out too, because Easy Money was, uh, he yeah he got a lot he got a lot of offense in there. Him him and BJ kind of looked identical in this match. I think they had like the same tights on. They had similar like builds and looks. Um, but were both impressive for sure. I think uh, Hangman Adam Page stole Easy Money's move. Like he has the uh, I don't know if he did them both here, but the dead eye and the buckshot lariat. <laughs> He's uh, easy money does both of those things. I, I did. I did write one thing down. It's an interesting point. We did talk about nipples earlier. Money did grab a sure. nipple at one point. Oh, he did. did he did he a titty did. twister onto uh, was it Joe. I don't know who, but it was he did. He did grab a nipple at one point. There was we'll a go back grab. and review the tapes. Yeah. Very <laughs> crucial element there. But uh, <laughs> Easy Money's uh, finishing move, the X-Plex. No, no, that's not what it's called. What's it called? The cha-ching. It's Easy you Money. Might, you should have called it the money shot. That's already taken, Val. Val, the big Val Boski. <laughs> oh, ladies. I don't always come, but I, yes, I do. Um, but... <laughs> So, so Joe eventually wins by choking out Easy Money. Uh, now he's the number one contender for the ROH title, and he'll face Xavier at the next show. Um, so at this point, Julius Smokes and the other guys get pulled back by security, and the locker room empties to keep them apart from Hamas, or from uh, Joe and all them. Gabe Polsky's out there screeching, oh, get these guys out of here! They, uh, they throw him out, and... Uh, yeah, what'd you, think, what'd you think of that little deal? I had no idea what was going on for most of it. I didn't really either, honestly. I was just like, what's that? I know there's a brawl going on, and Joe's losing his mind here. Yeah. And, and they're and they're trying to like cut to the camera outside, and they're not really doing anything. You can't see anything. Well, it's real. You know, it's it's raw. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Or 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 it's it's effing raw, like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> didn't, didn't think Gordon Ramsay was going to make an appearance on the show, but you never know what's going to happen. Never going to know. I'll never know on the Apron Bump podcast. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, but we're finally at the point that everybody's been waiting for. Jack Victory is here, ladies and gentlemen. You got a problem with Jack Victory? What the hell was he doing here? <laughs> That <laughs> they so, just it's like, all right, guys, we have no other option. We got to throw Jack Victory out here who did absolutely nothing in this match. He did less <laughs> than nothing. He's so this is the second show. So we got the hit squad and homicide versus the group. And the group at this point, because Carino's not here, uh, consists of C.W. Anderson and Samoa Joe. And uh, Samoa Joe is doing like double or triple duty on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just two of them. And at one point, again, it's, you have the guys in the crowd and a lot of hullabaloo and shenanigans. It's like a riot again. Uh, but Jack Victory is one of the guys in the crowd. He's out there in his black jeans and a black turtleneck, it seemed to be like. Big guy, I guess. I don't know a lot. I, I understand he was a big deal in ECW, or I don't even know if he was a big deal. He I worked he with Kareem. He was, he, was he was Carino's manager. Okay, so there's a tie in there. So there's Steve Carino, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you said, he's, <laughs> and it's like a street fight 
pretty much. I mean, he hits some people with like trash can lids or whatever, but not mm-hmm. a lot done by Jack Victory here. Um, I noted that it's still crazy that Joe can do still do that suicide dive twenty years later almost. Yeah, no, it always looks because he would always. First of all, he's just a large man. Like, it's just an Airbus coming at you. But he would always, you know, do a forearm or a headbutt, something to really make it impactful. Uh, you got C.W. Anderson's out there. He does a, a really impressive spine buster to Mafia. Uh, homicide hits an ace crusher on C.W. Anderson. Jack Victory's there. but He's then, there. He's there. He's still here somewhere, uh, I think. But then out comes Becky Bayless. You familiar with Becky Bayless? I think I've heard the name, actually, but that's about it. I think she's she's sticks around in Ring of Honor for a while. I know she's she was very prominent on the Indies, mm-hmm. um, but she's here making her debut and attacking Simply Luscious, who is out there with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Steve Carino's girlfriend here. Um, so Becky and Luscious go at it. Luscious is she she runs away from Becky, gets in the ring only to be met by Homicide, who gives Simply Luscious a cop killer. She took it like a champ, though. I'll say that. That, that, is, that is one of my favorite finishers. Oh, it's brutal. The vertebraker. Yeah. Shout out Shane Helms. Hell yeah, the master of it. But no, dude, that, yeah, that was like, I was the most shocking one. The, if, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, it was, that was one of the wildest spots of the show. On both shows, it's like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was it was gnarly. Like I said, this is feeling like every match is just people getting dropped on their heads and necks. And, eh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make a name for yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and Homicide's still going strong now. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? Where is he at nowadays? I'm kinda I don't know. He's just kind of in- independent. Yeah. Pops from Indies. He's, I know he worked at uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom show for GCW against Mox. That's what, yeah, I was about to say, I've seen him recently. He GCW, I think he does little stuff with MLW, I think. Yeah. Um, even popped in an AEW, I think, during like what Chris Jericho's mm. or Eddie oh, Kingston. Oh, it was, no, it was, it Eddie, was Kingston. Uh, Eddie Kingston when they were at uh, uh, Arthur Ashe. Yes, yes. He popped up. Love Homicide. Love yeah, Homicide. He, dude, he was my, in the old TNA video game, the one TNA video game they ever came out with, he was my favorite guy to use. <laughs> Because well, the roster game, only had like eight people in it. <laughs> well, I played through the entire story mode on my PSP. <laughs> I got oh, all man. the way through it. I had no Dang. memory stick either. Wow. So wait, you just play it all at once? No, I could I could shut it off and then I turn it back on and it would go back to right where I was at. You just love living life on the edge, don't you? Yes, the razor's edge. Ah, Shout out yes. Scott Hall. Too sweet me, brother. Um But uh yeah, the well he was my favorite guy to use on it because the move, well, and that, that game's called the Gringo Killer. That's right. Which, for some reason, is better than Cop Killer. But, dude, that ge- that finisher was almost, like, you can never almost never kick out of that. Yeah. When you had the guy reason. at a certain health, it, like, literally, no one would kick out of it. Right. Cody tries to bring it back. Something, well, I guess probably not anymore. Now he's in that WWE, was, but... Well, he tried, he, he was teasing the Tiger Driver 98 mania he did a powerbomb so uh, that's yeah, what it, it was still a really good match though i'll give i'll give cody credit there i like yeah. cody I, i'm a uh, full full disclosure i'm actually i i really enjoy cody Rhodes. like I, i'm a fan of him but uh, you're, a, yeah. you're a cody maniac yeah i well, i love cody i really do 
but like his stuff at the end of AEW was certainly head scratching to say the least. He never he never yeah. evolved. No. Hopefully that changes in WWE. Well, if they don't do that, they're going to get the same result. Well, you know, keep Randy off screen. That's step one. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Randy's not stupid, here either. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> but the, this match eventually gets thrown out. I think a CW Anderson hits somebody with a spine buster on he, a trash he can. Homicide. Homicide with a spine buster on a trash can. So it's, it's at that point, the match just gets thrown out. So I guess it's not no disqualification, but people are just hitting each other with weapons throughout. But then mm-hmm. the ref eventually is like, oh, it's not even really a match almost. It's more of just like a brawl. Um, we do get the biggest weapon here coming out soon. And then a group of guys storm the ring. I think Julia Smokes is in there. I should know the rest of the guys, but it's, it's a bunch of other guys. Um, and then one of the guys, I don't know. I don't know if you know his name or not, but he has a machete. Storms the ring with a big ass machete trying to decapitate people for wrestling. So that's where we're at here. That was the one that was one of the wildest weapon choices I've ever seen. It was just a lot of things in a row. You have Luscious taking the cop killer. You have CW Anderson and Jack Victory out there. And then now you have a machete. So it was like, well, bring up. It's like, all right, we're going to see a murder here. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Gosh. That's, that's what happens when you get yourself in a tussle. <laughs> a tussle. You, you would describe this match as a tussle. That was more like a, uh, I don't what, what would you want to say? Car crash. That's what, mm. that's, that's a better way to put it. Yes. Yes. Quite literally. Um, but yeah, any, any other, any other thoughts on homicide, Carino's group or, uh, Jack victory? Uh, I would not, I, I could go without seeing Jack victor, a back Jack victory match for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm pretty set on Jack victory. Personally. He's the goat. He's, Closer to a literal goat than he is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So. No offense to him. He's just not not a wrestler. No, I, I full mean my offense. Fuck Jack Victory. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's a move, man. That's the move. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe another candidate for match of the night is the uh, the Ring of Honor tag team title match from Night of Champions. We got the new champions, AJ Styles and Amazing Red versus the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, their first time ever teaming together. Um, Mark is now 18 and uh, they had a whole feud in 2002. Um, Mark even joined the prophecy at one point, but that's all in the past. And now they are uh, a team. And thank God, because uh, they created some magic. I mean, just in their first match. I mean, I'm sure they've teamed together in other places, but their debut t- tag team match in Ring of Honor. And granted, I mean, they have great dancing partners in AJ Styles and Amazing Red. But uh, this this match is just amazing from start to finish. They hold up their end of the bargain. It's it's not yeah. that it's not that Styles and Red carried the Briscoes here. It was it went both ways. Yeah, and my God. Like, it was great. Like, I've watched some Briscoes matches from, like, recent years. I've watched one of them. I think it was uh, them versus... Them and the Bucks end up having, like, a really good rivalry in Ring of... They have a lot of matches in Ring of Honor. I think it was... uh, What's it called? Best in the World 2018. Is they... Him and the Briscoes have, like, a freaking epic match. And I'm like, I didn't know this was, like... 
I can't believe their first match as a tag team in Ring of Honor was this good already. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because we we brought up their stupid attire uh, earlier. They're like wrestling singlets because these both these guys are like legit amateur wrestlers. And you can see that in their style, like in their early days here, because nowadays they're more like brawlers with some high flying. Right mm-hmm. now here, they're like redneck boogie. Yeah, <laughs> like some like T-bone suplexes, all kinds of suplexes from the Briscoes here. Um like a double face wash that looked to seamless by the Briscoes. Amazing Red again pulls out that inverted pile driver thing. Uh, doesn't get the win on this occasion though. AJ's in there. I mean, we've said about AJ how good he is. Just uh, he hits this brain buster on Mark Briscoe. That's like probably the most beautiful brain buster I've ever seen in my life. It's like a stalling version of it, and he, just the way he just sweeps yeah. his feet from under him and just drops him right on his head. It looked amazing yeah and phenomenal better word for it oh yeah (laughs) sorry i got them mixed up um then amazing red it's a phenomenal uh leg sweep (laughs) into a shooting star press just like one motion just like Mm -hmm. anybody if you like can find this match somewhere i suggest you would watch because it's everything's so fluid um and red just red just so good yeah yeah very underrated in the uh, like the greatest of all time conversations, especially for like the high flying style mm-hmm. for sure. Um, at some point, amazing red. <laughs> I have a bullet here. It says a second rope code red by a weird owl because <laughs> at some point, amazing reds bandana comes off. I didn't realize how much hair this dude had. I mean, yeah, it's a, a lot. It's like springy. It's like a Bob, Bob Ross hair. Um, but it's a second rope code red and then the finish. Uh, so red hits a, a top rope Rana onto one of the Briscoes sends him flying. AJ catches him and hits the styles clash on Briscoe. My God. <laughs> this I typed sequence. out. Holy fuck the finish. Cause I was, just, this was amazing. The whole sequence to end the match was just insane. Yeah, like I don't I, I can't like I wouldn't be able to do it justice with words. You'd have to just go out and check it out yourselves because that launching Hurricane Rana into like I think it was into Mark. Mark gets caught, like you said. Yeah. And then then Red hits it. AJ catches him like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Hits the Styles Clash. Y- you know, I think there's a spot. AJ's they're talking about the Styles Clash with uh, Ricochet where he like threw him off the ropes. Yeah. Which it was beautiful. I don't think it tops this. That was a very like safe version of what this was. <laughs> this was freaking insane. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just like we said, amazing match from start to finish. Uh, a really, it's just a testament. It's it's a sign of what's to come for the Briscoes. I mean, they're still going today, and one of the greatest tag teams of all time, as far as I'm concerned. They just had a five star match with a uh, FTR. Yes, sir. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I, I I have yet to check that out, and I. I need to find a way <laughs> crazy that they're still in ring of honor all these years later. Well, I don't know. If, I, I don't know, man. Now no, we'll see. Yeah, with, it's it's blurry. Yeah, because we don't know what the situation is with ring of honors TV at this point with AEW. I hope they leave the Briscoes there. I know ring of I know they're the TV executives are kind of hesitant on the Briscoes because they made some not so 
sensitive comments a while ago, but it seems like they've been forgiven for those. So, but mm-hmm. right. these guys are too good not to be on TV. Yeah, I mean their their promos are great. They're a unique looking guy, like group of guys, the unique style, f- exciting. Like what what is there not to want? I don't understand. Like it. they have the most they have a really unique look to them, but they're just so they just damn. feel like legit. Like they they're, feel credible. They're badasses. Yeah. Like I don't he, know, man. I don't know, but they I hope they get they they, they remain in Ring of Honor because those guys are like the, a staple. They they never they never yeah. left. <laughs> they're they're Hall of Famers in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. But they from like what the first show until the last show they were there. I think I could be wrong on this. I think the first match in Ring of Honor history was Jay Briscoe versus Amazing Red. I think I want to say, which is funny because they're both in this match. I don't know if it was one. It might have, it was one of the first matches for but sure. They're but. like day one guys, pretty much. So yeah, they never left. For sure, testament to those guys. But yeah, that was this was one of the top matches I saw from these both these shows. Definitely, I think the best tag match for sure. And it's just crazy to see how these guys are so young. Like, what Red's <laughs> right? like twenty. Red's like twenty one here. Red's twenty one. Mark's eighteen. Jay's nineteen. AJ's probably in his what mid twenties here. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. I mean, especially the Briscoes, because you like look at them now versus what they look like here is just like night and day, but still just as talented today. No doubt. Um, and I misspoke earlier. I said that what we were what we were all waiting for was Jack victory. But in reality, what everybody's been waiting for is Samoa Joe's tights. Let's talk about them. <laughs> Thoughts. What the hell was that? Samoa Joe should never wear tights ever again. Well, I mean, long tights. Long it, tights. It looked, I don't know why it's weird. Like, I don't know why he looks better in short tights, but he does. It almost, well, it's like almost, well, the short tights are almost like Muay Thai shorts in a way. Yeah. It's, because he actually does wear Muay Thai shorts at one point in his career. Well, I think he TNA does now, run. right? They're kind of like big Muay Thai shorts. shorts yeah. yeah. So, but... Yeah, him him without him and those I don't know what. The color scheme was horrible. It reminded me of uh when Shawn Michaels won the world title in Elimination Chamber. The poop colored? Yeah, it was like half poop color, half white, these tights. <sighs> Gosh. You know what? I, I but you know what? Joe makes up for it for being an absolute monster. Yeah. I, I don't want to get kicked. I don't want to get hit in those things. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, Smojo had a, a quite he had a lot of matches in these two uh, these two shows, including that number one contender four way that we talked about earlier, um, which is what got him the main event of the second night. Uh, Xavier is defending the Ring of Honor title against Samoa Joe. And uh, before the match starts, uh, Michael Shane comes out and gives Christopher Daniels a super kick. And I should mention, you know, Christopher Daniels and uh, Allison Danger are out there with Xavier, the uh, prophecy. So before the match starts, Michael Shane and C.W. Anderson come out. Michael Shane gives Christopher Daniels a super kick. C.W. Anderson just punches Allison Danger. Yeah, I know. Like more male on female violence here. This is this is great. <laughs> For some reason, it just feels way more jarring to see a punch to the face than a cop killer. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
Um, I don't know. It was just very weird watching it. Yeah. Especially at just that time. Right. Yeah. Because we see a lot of intergender matches now. That That's like more commonplace now. But then watching it, it's like for some reason you kind of just cringe. You're like, what's going on here? It's like C.W. Anderson's doing it. It's like, eh, he's a little having a little. He's enjoying this too much. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, this main event here, Joe versus Xavier, it, it felt like maybe the crowd's like exhausted. Um, plus, like Xavier might be legit concussed. I don't know. Joe's selling the neck from his previous match. So there's a lot of variables at play. It felt like not well, a lot but, happened but during that, this match. Yeah, that one spot where Joe sits him on the chair and literally kicks his head into the, the guardrail. Oh yeah. And Joe didn't like it wasn't like some like little oh 15 foot running start. No, he was on the other side of the ring yeah. and sprinted all the way down and kicked Xavier right in the mush. Yeah, no, he was at terminal velocity for sure. He got all the impact from that face wash into the no barricade. pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think at one point, Xavier, though, he does bust out a suicide dive uh, DDT, which is pretty impressive. We see like Sami Zayn use later on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or El Generico. They're, I don't know why you're acting like they're the same person. Uh, yeah. Well, one of them's... Where, where is El Generico at right now? He's in Parts Unknown, I think. Uh, That's where he vacations. Is, that, is he also with The Fiend there then? Yeah, and uh, Mantar and all those guys. So Okay. The Bastion Booger? <laughs> what a cast of characters. What a party the those guys The have. Goon? Yeah, yeah, that's where they all stay, man. I'm telling you. Gobbledygooker? <laughs> you have a vast knowledge of parts unknown. Well, Your geography if you watch is the gimmick, the chain. Well, you got to watch the gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania 17. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why, yeah, Duke, Duke the Dumpster Josie, right? Yes. Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> God. Um, but Hillb Hillbilly Jim is not here. But Xavier is. Uh, he's actually throwing out some impressive suplexes in this match because Samoa Joe is a big boy, but you know Xavier is picking him up for vertical suplexes and belly to bellies. Like he's Xavier is showing out. Yeah, he is. Match. He does. He got he got some pretty good offense in here. I was surprised like Joe was giving him that much. Yeah, because Joe doesn't. I've noticed you watch when you watch a lot of Samoa Joe, like you notice he doesn't bump like that for everybody. Right. Yeah. Especially, I mean. I guess we're just at the beginning of his run here, but eventually, I mean, he'd be an unstoppable monster. So, um, but you know, Xavier goes for, or he hits the X breaker, which is just a neck breaker, uh, goes oh, for like, the 450. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? It was like a Rick rude style. Yeah. The, the rude awakening, um, onto Joe. Xavier goes for the 450, but Joe gets the knees up, locks in the coquina clutch, Joe chokes out Xavier. We have a new Ring of Honor world champion, Samoa Joe. Whew, what a run we're kicking off here. 645 days. Man. I'm Longest reign in Ring of Honor history. <laughs> it's going to be like five years before I get to a new champion. But um, but yeah, great stuff. I mean, the match is fine, but uh, it was awesome to see Joe... Uh, get the title here because I wasn't exactly sure at what point he became champion. So I came into this like not knowing if he was going to win or not, but I, I was very happy to uh, to see him come out with the win here. Yeah, dude, like you said, the dude, yeah, I was very happy. Yeah, I was I was very happy to see him win here. 
I was happy. I'm like, wow, I got to see the beginning of Samoa Joe's long title reign here. But uh, yeah, Joe, Joe looked like a monster here by the end of it. For most, for most part, he did look like a monster. He did show some vulnerability, but mm-hmm. he had a neck injury he was dealing with. At yeah, he had a, match. a match. Yeah, a match earlier in the show, so it was kind of a uh, a reasoning behind it, a rationale. I mean, he had to run away from Machete, so mm-hmm. still reeling from uh, that. But I saw. I thought this was a pretty serviceable main event. It was. It was decent. It got. To, it got to the point. It got to point where. Yeah. We knew it kind of had a feeling Joe was going to win here, even if you didn't know the result at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because I know I, I, I've kind of think read on the the interweb, as you want to call it, that Xavier's run as Ring of Honor champion was kind of not as controversial. It was kind of an odd choice for a world champion like Xavier. Because if you notice, Xavier's not no doesn't have the like didn't have the greatest work rate of. Guys in Ring of Honor, he gets lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. for sure. With your, um, you know, like your Joe, Brian Danielson, Paul London, like guys coming in, like Claudio and Chris Hero. Like eventually, it's like Xavier's not a bad worker at all. But when you have all of this CM Punk, like all these like unique, really fresh up and coming guys who can talk, who can wrestle who have, you know, these really unique looks. It's like Xavier, he's just like, he's a good looking guy, but there's nothing really like that makes him stand out really. That's, and that's what I saw too. I got to shout out Xavier though here because he pulled out a Peruvian necktie submission at one point. <laughs> Is that what he calls it? Well, it, no, I don't know what they called it, but I, I, you see it, you rarely ever see it in MMA. There's been a couple, only like a couple of uh, UFC submissions that have been, like people won by Peruvian neckties because he had this knee underneath him and like his leg over the top while he's choking him. Oh, like hands. a Oma Plata. Uh, Oma Plata? No, that's a go go. That's a go go. Go go Plata, yes. yes. Go go Plata is actually what Undertaker used as Hell's Gate. Right, correct. Yeah. But he had like he like he was like in like he was on Joe's side and then he had his leg underneath him and then his leg over the top and he was choking him like a guillotine in a way. Man, well, if we would have called it the Peruvian necktie, that would have gotten. I don't over. think. I don't think anyone champion. even knew what that was at the time. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, the technical aspect was still very uh, new to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The jujitsu element of it. But uh, Joe hit a couple. Like he had a German, then a dragon. I think in a straight jacket, jacket German that I think Adam Cole at one point would use as his finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Joe, I mean, you see a lot of like his typical stuff here, but young Samoa Joe, there's like so much impact to it. Like there are Uranagis and all the suplexes and the face wash it washes. And it's no wonder he'd be champion for so long because that dude is uh, like the epitome of like beast the final boss on top of the mountain kind of guy. So that dude's still there that, uh, 19 years later. Yeah. As we are recording this, he is a ring of honor champion. <laughs> <laughs> the dude is it was so convenient how this ha- this episode came together like this yeah like it's like the timing of it was impeccable because joe like the dude still can go and the dude's soup he is got, he's getting one of the even though he's been on tv what twice he is getting some of the biggest reactions out of anybody there oh yeah everybody loves samoa joe he's definitely he's getting up there he's you know, he's definitely slowed down a lot, but um, with the, in the right circumstance, he, he can go for sure. Well, him and Minoru beat the living daylights <laughs> out of each other last night. 
Just a couple of old men slapping the shit out of each other for 20 minutes. But, hey, you know, it's entertaining. It was fun. Yeah, I had fun. I had a good time. Old man, Grandpa Suzuki. <laughs> Sexy Grandpa. Okay, Kazi. Hey, as, every time I get to hear Kaze Nina Ray, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. You are you won at the beginning. So, <laughs> uh, but that's that's where we end it, man. I mean, uh, two great nights of wrestling. Uh, we get you know CM Punk Raven. We're still kind of at a cliffhanger there. Uh, Prophecy has lost all the gold, but Daniels he he wants revenge on Carino's group, and uh, yeah, and now we got Smojo again beginning his legendary reign as Ring of Honor champion. So. A lot of good stuff from these shows. Any other like final thoughts? I, I I had a lot of fun with both shows, but Night of the Champions was really the one that stuck out to me as like very like top tier stuff for them. Dude. Yeah. I mean, early Ring of Honor, like their first year was kind of there was some good stuff, but it's definitely like figuring stuff out. I think this is the point where, you know, spring of 2003, they're figuring things out. They They know who they're going with. And I agree, Night of Champions. I mean, low-key versus Jody Fleisch, you know, all the Punk and Raven stuff, a tag team title match, and then Joe walking out as champion. I mean, that was, that's his peak Ring of Honor from what I've seen so far. So it was it was really good stuff, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. It was that was a lot of fun. Because I, I I'm not familiar with 2003 Ring of Honor. And it was fun to go back and see I'm like, man, so these so many of these guys are just, Still going strong today. Oh, yeah, dude. It's so many of them. <laughs> we got like the whole WWE and AEW roster from these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, again, thank you for making the time to watch both shows. Uh, stick around and talk about it. So uh, where can everybody find you in the Sig Daddy Wrestling Show? Well, you can find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. Kyle was on my show recently. You were on the show for uh, the WrestleMania 28 review. So you can check that out in the archives. I always appreciate reviews as well. Uh, If you like the show a lot, make sure to leave it one. Leave it a five star one on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But uh, you can find the show on Twitter as well. Uh, Social medias, Twitter, Facebook and TikTok, actually. Uh, At Sig Daddy Wrestle. TikTok right now is mostly used for uh, to show off my uh, micro brawler collection from Pro Wrestling Tees. Hell yeah. I have a new one coming in here soon, probably here in the next week or so, so stay tuned for that. And you can find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show also on Instagram at sigdaddy.wrestle. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, go check that out. The WrestleMania 28 episode was a blast. Uh, I was happy to, to rewatch that show. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, three match show but man it was fun but those three matches were uh i mean it was like majority of the show so mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely worth it if nothing else but uh but yeah man rob terry's nipples that's the that's the episode once again thank you to skyler from sig daddy's wrestling show for joining me on this episode what a what a what a time what a journey uh, traveling in, you know, Ring of Honor 2003, March 2003 specifically. Uh, go check out Skyler and the Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, all of his info in the description below. Really good dude, really fun podcast. And uh, check out all my full episodes, all my merch, all the the hullabaloo. The hullabaloo. I just had 
<laughs> Teddy Long Tourette's there. Holla, holla, holla. Um, shut up, Kyle. Uh, apronbump.com for all my full episodes. <laughs> uh, wherever you listen, check out the YouTube as well. If you're not, you know, currently watching it on there, uh, hit, 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 the, hit the, hit the, I'm having a fucking stroke this morning. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button uh, on YouTube. Like the videos. I'm posting clips. I'm posting all sorts of stuff on there. Um, got some, you know, current, you know, YouTube exclusive stuff coming out there every month or so. Got a, got one uh, in the in the works as of now. So go subscribe to my YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you made it this far, God bless you. That was a hefty episode, but it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Um, but yeah. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> yeah, I'm still drinking this coffee, by the way. Two hours later and it's still hot. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, long-term storytelling. It's, just, it's meow tie. Did you hear in the beginning? Meow tie. It's like Muay Thai, but meows. I never know how to end these. <laughs> how do you, uh, how, do I just say bye? Like, like I'm 120 episodes in. I'm like, what, how, do, how do I leave this? Um, catch you later. I'm hard. Yeah.